in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. 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 Welcome everybody, it is Friday, March 31st, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, we're coming to you from Oxmoor Ford today, stop by and see us in the heart of St. Matthews, it is truck month, and that means 0% on new F-150s, the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles is in Kentucky, Anna, right here at Oxmoor Ford, stop by, check them out, tell them Mike Rutherford sent you, give Trevor Kelsey the middle finger, it's going to be a fantastic afternoon, this is the remote UofL College of Business Studios today. Uh, we're here on location from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the Western Hemisphere. You know us better as the Big X. Uh, we got Scooter Dick. Did Scoots play the old intro on purpose? He did, and I think he did. I, I think he did, too. I, I mean, it's the first thing that was on my mind was, like, he, that little SOB. He, I definitely did. Because <laughs> I know the new one's there. I know for a fact it says 4.0 on the open. I I couldn't find the 4.0 for what it's worth, so it just worked out because 3.0 is better. We've been running the (laughs) – Trevor's done a new intro for the last, I guess, couple weeks. Scoots heard it for the first time this week, chimed in on the Thornton's text line to let us know that he did not approve of it. And so he's he's on the ones and the twos today. He's back there running the show, and he – He's already made his imprint on the show. He went back to the old intro. I, uh, you're going to be without me a little bit next week. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what. Next week, I, I want to I do an Andy Kaufman poll. And if it, the, the listeners tell me to, when I get back, we'll have a brand new 5.0 open if they request it. Is this true or are you going to do the Elon Musk thing where he like put the poll out there and he was like, do you want me to step down as CEO of Twitter? I'll abide by the results. And like, he, everybody no. was, like, was like, yes. And then he just took the poll down and just I, never made mention of I'm it not, again. I'm not going to do a Musk. I'm I can see g- you pulling a Musk. I'm not doing a DeMarcus uh, Cousins. But I'm going to let you all pick my nickname. Oh, yeah. And then when it's not, unless it's the one I want, and then, you know, I'll, I'll go with it. No, no, I am, I'm, 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 I'm 100% Andy Coppin, SNL on this one. If, if, the, if the people say no, there will be a new one. You're sticking true to it. I'm sticking true to it. Okay. I like it. I get it, though, you know. I don't. I hate to say think that I wasted a good couple of good sound bites. I've been wanting to use that uh, Homer. Oh, they sure did suck sound bite. <laughs> I've been holding on that one for like two months now. <laughs> it was appropriate because the first time we played it was right after we had laid our final egg of the season, and it was all about having fun and yeah. a new day and let's party and let's have a good time. We just lost to Virginia Tech in the in the uh, ACC tournament. Yeah, yeah, but the year was over. That and, was the whole party. And so was, now it just comes yeah. on. It's just like we suck at everything every day when I hear it. I'm like, yeah, we kind of do. But I'm not gonna make a negative one. Well, it's, that kind of is negative. Just make it less cluttered, Trev. <laughs> cluttered? Ooh. It's, Mr. it's Mr. a little too cluttered. Mr. Closet Space over here. I feel like I'm between two artists here uh, fighting over you know which stroke is the best. I mean, 
He has made. He does make the KRC uh, rejoins now, though. I does mean, he? He hasn't. He hasn't tinkered with the open that I know of, but I know he does. Uh, Scoots uh, does make his own rejoins. Uh, we we actually do have a new open, Trevor. Oh, I have tinkered boy. with ours. Oh no! Oh, you tinkered with perfection. Oh no! <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, they don't send people in to like go. Hey, Michelangelo, that 16th chapel's nice, but let's add a flower over here. You don't do that. You don't go up to the Mona Lisa and be like, you know what? It would be great, but let's make our breasts just a little bit bigger. You, know, you, you don't mess with perfection. I'm sure the chest of the Mona Lisa is Disgust. I mean, it could be a little bigger if you ask me, but it's not. <laughs> this is very much the, this is the loosely I, the plot of Amadeus. And, and the question is, which one of you is Mozart and which one of you is Salieri? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's Salieri because I don't know who that guy is and no one knows Scoots. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take Salieri for sure. Salieri, I mean, and it sounds like Salmonella, and he, I don't like that. He does live longer, so there's that. He is the main character. Oh, that's of the a movie. That's a given. Yeah, and he does, he does live longer, but you are you're still the genius. You're you're the, you're the better genius. I'm the ge- I'm the I'm the un- unspoken underappreciated genius that is. Well, did under- you mess? You didn't mess up my hour two open, did you, Scoots? Because hour two open for Garrett C was perfection. Uh, no, it is still the same. I can okay, confirm. That, yeah, that one was good. That, that was one of my favorites. I, I did notice, like, even after the fallout that you had with the KRC boys, because <laughs> exactly. if you're just listening to the show, <laughs> <That's stupid. laughs> you're on the air. I know. I'm talking to Dugan. He's my boss. I can't say nothing about that. Pull the mic back. No. Pull the mic back. Hey, if it was, if it was a random Joe the Plumber here, I'd be, I'd be ignored. But the boss says I don't something think he would to me, be. i got to reply. You talk to people when we're on remotes all the time. Anybody who comes up and says hi to you, you're going to talk to them well, on air. They do flick me off first. Well, there's that. <laughs> the... What I've learned about your stint at KRC, because they pulled you, for anybody to know, they kicked you off for your, your bad music, was what they said. They weren't letting you pick the music anymore. No, no, I left, but I stayed the music. They fired me for having bad music. Right, so, you get yeah. fired from just your, your DJ. DJing job, yes. But they did keep you on, and like I've heard, I even see in the, on the text line sometimes from listeners to KRC talking about how you make the best opens, like you still do that, like all your opens are the best. And now it seems like Scoots is kind of stepping in on that. I mean, you know what? If he's if he's going to get up at 6.30 in the morning instead of me, I can't really complain to him. But, you know, a warning would have been nice, you know. I, I mean, I would have liked to know that, you know, my someone, you know, took my car. I feel, I feel like, I feel like Gran Torino. I've left him this beautiful car, and he added, all, like, the spoiler to it and the flames. And you walked into your local yeah. Applebee's, and they'd taken down your 20, uh, 2003 state championship picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you didn't know about it. Nobody alerted you to that fact. If they took down my Wagner jersey at Applebee's, I would burn that place to the ground. Trevor, <laughs> listen to the beginning of KRC sometime. You, you'll be happy. It's still largely the same, but I added a part at the beginning that I think you'll really enjoy. Okay. It so it's still, it's still basically the same. It was it was sound bites. It was a 2.0. It was the original one. I still I thought was the best. Large but they had to, they were like it's been six years, Trevor. Can we get a new open? I'm like, oh god. It is. <laughs> as as I mean, it, Seinfeld went for nine years. They didn't change the theme song. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, thank you. You didn't have a rebuttal for that one, did you? <laughs> Fair point. The guy, I think the guy who did that tune, you know, is from Louisville. Is he really? The guy who did that. <laughs> just yeah. look at 30 seconds of little, sound. Yeah. There was a story on him a couple years ago. That guy made a 30-second sound like just off of his keyboard and made millions of dollars off that. He brother. did. He probably, he probably did. That's insane. No question about it. All right. Uh, we we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Reminder, Thornton's is hooking you up with 89-cent, 32-ounce fountain Ooh. drinks right now. If you don't want quite that big, you can go a little bit smaller, and it's still going to be 89 cents. But 32 ounces, why not just go for go for broke? 
but you don't have don't to be know. broke because it's just 89 cents. <laughs> Download the Refreshing Rewards app, get yourself a nice gigantic drink for less than a buck, and then text us at 502-414-1450. We'll talk a lot of Final Four today as we get ready for Final Four weekend, both with the men's and the women's. Women's tipping off tonight in Dallas. The men tipping off tomorrow uh, in Houston. Made my bets last night while I was up in Southern Indiana. You got the bets in. Got the bets in. Do you want to go ahead and just give it away? Ralph? Yeah. I took uh, San Diego State plus three, and I took uh, UConn minus, I think it was four. Okay. And I parlayed them together. I like that. Uh, I'm on board with that. It is crazy that San Diego State is a five seed going up against a nine seed, and yet they're a three-point underdog. No, but that's what it was. My plus three. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I said minus three, but they are plus three. Yeah. Oh, you, you said plus three, so I assumed oh, you were I think, right. Yeah, they, I, think I, I think they are plus three. I would guess that they were minus three Maybe if, I, if I had to guess. Now you've got me twisted in knots. Here. Yeah, now I'm thinking too. I thought I took one underdog, though. So I think I'm thinking they were getting three points. We'll find out very quickly here. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming SDSU is the favorite, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe I took. Maybe I didn't take SDSU. I don't know. It was a long night by the time. Well, and now I can't get any. This the internet here is not letting me go on any gambling websites. What? Yeah. That's because it's a surefire thing when you buy a car from Oxmoor Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You've been doing radio long as me. You should be able to throw these out there, too. I do love it. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what the damn spread is. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, SDSU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And which is why I, I completely forgot who I bet. I took Florida Atlantic plus three and UConn good minus five-and-a-half. I didn't even know who you I took. can't remember who I bet. That is a good sign to call that number, that 1-800, I got a problem. Right good. Yeah. The updated odds, uh, according to Vegas Insider, they've got UConn as a five-and-a-half-point favorite now and San Diego State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It is – I was looking at uh, Ken Palm, you know, my, my lord and savior today, and the four teams, I was actually just using it because it's a very easy-to-use website. I was looking at some scheduling stuff uh, some other, of the team's results. And of the four teams left standing, Miami's the lowest ranked on, on Ken Palm right now. UConn, he has as the number one the overall one power team. power five conference. <laughs> I know you hate when I say that. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. the Big East is certainly a power conference. UConn, he's got them as the number one overall team of, of anybody. Mm-hmm. He's got San Diego State as 14, Florida Atlantic at 17, and Miami down there at 22. And Miami still, even after playing well in the tournament, I mean, their offense is terrific. They're the number five offensive team in the country. 104 in defense. Yeah. Which it would be like they are breaking every historical trend if they are able to win a national title. Now, I assume if they play well this weekend, the defensive numbers will go up a little bit. But they're not going to be like – I can't remember what the stat is, but I think like the last 15 years, every national champion has been top 20 on Ken Palm in offense and defense, adjusted efficiency. Like Miami's not going to be top 20 in defense. There's no question about it. Uh, UConn's probably the only team that's going to fit that mold. Maybe Florida Atlantic if they play really well. You but be- it's just wild. You, you don't see teams that are this porous defensively make it this far on the, in the tournament all that often. you got to be wondering if FAU would – and this is – I don't want to play the, the, the schedule card, but with the, with the style they play, I would think their defense ratings probably would be higher if they played in a ACC or another conference other than a conference USA. It's it's possible for sure. I mean, they're just not playing as good offenses because they. I mean, they they don't really. I mean, they want to play up and down and kind of not. I won't say they don't guard, but they're, they're going to allow you to get your shots off. And then you know where you know UConn is more of a suffocating, not suffocating, but a better defensive team. I mean, UConn's going to win it all. I mean, I, it's, do we need even to bother? I mean, it, it's the writing's on the wall, right? It sure feels like it. It does, and I hate it. I kind of really do. I don't hate UConn. But I kind of hate UConn. Does that make sense? No. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry type thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just something about them just annoys me, and I can't put my finger on it why. And it's not, this, it's not just this team, because I like Danny Hurley. And I like the team they have. It's just the, 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 the university as a whole. 
UConn. I just something that annoys me. We had a little rivalry going with them for a while. I guess maybe that's it. And also, I mean, they have a very strange historical college basketball profile. When you look at, I mean, no Final Fours before 1999, yeah. and yet since then they've won four national titles and are on the verge of winning a fifth. Like that's that's rare. I mean, typically it's the reverse. We talked about the teams that rank the highest on the list of all-time national titles. Most of them won more than half of their titles in like the first part of the 20th century. Like you've got a lot of teams that won titles in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and now since the term expanded, there's been a little bit more parity. UConn's the opposite. I mean, UConn did, had no history during that time but, and has only thrived in the 64 team, 68 team era. Yeah, but to be fair, they did. I mean, from '89 until that Final Four '99, I think they went to four Elite Eights and got beat. Did they? I know they lost to Duke twice. So, I mean, it was either three or four they went to the lead eight and just couldn't get over them. Duke being the one – I mean, obviously the big one, the, the you know, Christian Leitner in 89, the double pump shot to beat him. And he, he, he kicked Chris Smith, which got him suspended for the first two games of the night. Wouldn't have been in 89 because Duke didn't make the final four in 89, did they? Yeah. I thought it was 90, 91, 92, 93. No, they went to 89 as well. I'm pretty sure um, – UConn was not in the Elite Eight in 89. Was, was they it were in 90. Was it 90? Okay, I'm 90, sorry. Right. I did 95, get my years mixed up. 90, 95, 98. They were in the Elite Eight. three, okay. I couldn't remember if it was three or four. I was, was, I was the Washington game, the, the year that they beat Washington on the last second shot, was that? That was the, the year they, they did the 99 year. That was 99? Okay. I'm pretty sure. That it was either 98 or 99. It was one of the two. When Rip Hamilton falling down. With yeah. Tom McCullough. Yeah. Tom McCullough was the big white dude looking at him. Yeah. That was either 98 or 99. 98. So okay. So, again, there's blending. There's confusion with me a little bit. I got some other stats right. I guess the point is, is that, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, where since 99 it has been like an f- opening of the floodgate. But there was a teasing of it. But yet still, I mean, I'm trying to, as I'm talking, I'm trying to think in, in the back of my mind as well. Like, who, who else is there like UConn that has, like, just kind of gotten over that hump and has been, like, the best team in a 20-year span since? Well, nobody. I mean, have we, what's the closest thing we've seen anything like, I mean – I can't think of anything. You like, mean like any sport? Like or just in college basketball in general, I guess. Well, college basketball, nobody fits that profile. Like we just said, like everybody, like, the other, all the other teams that have won multiple national titles uh, since the expanded era have won more in like the first before the expanded era. And UConn's the exception. They have no history really before the, you know, at least going to Final Four yeah. since 99. I mean, other sports maybe, like floodgates, I mean, like, Patriots, maybe like not you know not not great history. I mean, they went really to, they, they at least went to two Super Bowls in '85 and '98, though. But you know what I'm saying? Like they went from being like I mean, when I was growing up, I remember the Patriots were like terrible. Like, you thought about they them were. as being bad. I just I can't think of it. I mean, UConn is a there's certainly an exception. There's definitely no college football comparison. No, that's too hard to do with college football. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I mean, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Like all the big powerhouses now, by and large, were powerhouses and for most of the history of college football. Yeah, or at least had some some stretches where they did something and then took time off. Like I was thinking Florida maybe a little bit. That was the only one that I could think but of. But I mean, they, the they did go to the Final Fours, though, in, 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 what, early, uh, in 94. And then, Mont Kruger. Yeah, they did that Final Four run. But that was a pretty Cinderella run. It wasn't like they were consistent. And it still hasn't been. like they're consi- and I know UConn did fall off a little bit after the, the violations, but like their, their consistency has been more – than Florida's. Like, when they're good, yeah. their national title good. When Florida's been good, I mean, they've been okay for the most part. Like, they've had the years. I mean, they, 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 hell, UConn last national title, Florida was the number one overall seed. They'd lost one game going into that final, or two <laughs> games going into that final four, and they get beat by a seven seed. Uh, that was kind of wild. They've, been, they've certainly had their years, but I do think that you kind of, you look back at what Florida's done, and you say, it's as much about Billy Donovan being 
really, really good as it is anything else. They've, they've struggled to recapture what he brought to, to Gaines. I mean, the, a poor man's closest person would be Gonzaga, who, who started their same run. Yeah, we talked right. about in 99 and have been consistently good. They've had a few 7, 10 seats mixed in there a little bit. But, but I mean, they've been, what, two champ, two Final Fours and two title, two title games. They've been Elite Eight at least probably, what, four times since then? Yeah. At I mean, least. I mean like I two, they won two of them. They, they lost, they've lost two for a fact. So, I mean, that's four. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the closest I guess I can come to, and they're Accurate. kind of a poor man's version. I, I don't know. I guess it's just with this season we talked about how this is going to be the wonky term, and it has been for the most part. It, even with UConn in the final four, it's a four seed. It still is. But I don't know. It just it feels like one. It feels like the best like, cap on this this tournament of, like, weirdness and wackiness would be San Diego State or FAU. I'm with you. And I, I mean, Miami a little bit too, but those two just – I mean, because I, I want somebody like I – want, I, want I want John. In like 15 years, teenage John, like go Florida be, Atlantic, or looking at, yeah, oh, looking yeah. There, looking down there, going, FAU, Dad, what the hell happened in 2023? I kind of <laughs> I wrote the same thing today for for SB Nation, saying basically like, in so many words, embrace the Final Four, like embrace this weird Final Four. I feel like the storyline this week has been the one A storyline has been the weirdness of it all. No top three seeds for the first time, you know. Three out of four teams making their Final Four debut for the first time since 70. Like, all that stuff, all those facts out there. Yeah. And then the 1B storyline has been, like, is this going to suck? Like, like are, is it, are the TV ratings going to be low? Are the games going to be bad? And I'm kind of like, you know, every like, th- this doesn't happen all that often. People act like, oh, you know, we get wonky Final Fours. It happens once out of every, like, 12 years. If that. Well, you, I mean, if that. Yeah. I mean, we've had, I think, seven of the last nine national t- champions have been one seeds. The last four national champions have been one seeds. More times than not. Goliath reigns in this tournament. Yeah. And you have some some weird, freaky upsets, fluky upsets. You have one kind of weird Final Four team, but for the most part, it's the best of the best competing in the final weekend. So why not have a weekend every now and then, a tournament every now and then, especially in years like this where I think that the, the, the tournament has been reflective of how unpredictable the season was, why not have a Final Four every now and then that just doesn't seem to make any sense? Because I think a big part of the allure of college basketball and certainly March Madness is the fact that this is possible. You know, Florida Atlantic is 35-3. and three. Yeah. If this were college football, their postseason would have been that game against Memphis. They have the crazy run. They win. They celebrate by beating a, a, a good team from a decent conference yeah. in front of a you know, lightly attended crowd and a big football <laughs> with a weird sponsor name. And that's their year, right? Like the, That's their year. And they, they spend the rest of their lives talking about if we just had the chance, we could have beaten anybody that year. But they never get that chance. At least with college basketball – you get to earn it. You, you can be 35-3 and three and compete for the sports top prize, which is the way that it should be. And so I think that every now and then, like, having this fun, like, embrace it. Like, enjoy the weirdness. It's, it's going it. to be bizarre. It's probably going to go back to the big dogs next year. And you've got, I think, juicy storylines with all four of the potential. With UConn, it's, like you said, they're the most boring option because they, they're, to me, clearly the best team. Yeah, you've seen their, like, again, if for the, the, the future people looking down, I mean, they're looking down, they see UConn, oh, UConn. Of course, yeah, yeah, another year, another weird tournament, yeah. UConn thrives. And, like, they, you know, this has becomes their storyline becomes, you know, where do we rank them historically? Five national, more national titles than anybody this century. Um, like, what is that, where, where do you put them? Where do you slot? Are they a blue blood? Like, that will be the talk. Miami, I think you've got a couple of nice storylines there. You've got one, like, they're going to be, I'll tell you what the storyline's going to be, is that they are, the embodiment of this new era. They're the NIL team. They're the, you know, they paid Nigel Pack $800,000. It was out in the open. Well, they paid yeah. Nigel Wong, or Isaiah Wong. Like, they are 
they are what college basketball is going to be moving forward. Like, that'll be the talk. But you also, I think, have a uh, – It would have been Texas if they'd won the game, though. It might have been. <laughs> I, but I think Miami even more so. Like, they yeah. were they were the first – Nigel Pack was the first really big NIL storyline. That's true. Where yeah. it was out there and it was like, <laughs> we all know they're paying him $400,000 per season for two years. And, like, this is okay. Like, 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 like this is – it <laughs> I mean, feels weird that it, we're talking about this out running the His running had a contract to hold out. And then, he, he held out for a contract And extension. then Isaiah Wong's like, I'm the ACC player of the year. I think I deserve that money. Like, you got contract negotiations. Like, it was – that was the first time that that really happened. And now if they win a national title with that style, I think that will be a big talking point. The talking point that interests me more is that they got – they got you – know, I know we got screwed in the FBI thing. They got screwed more than anybody. Because they got placed in the indictment inappropriately. They got put in the, you know, Jim Laranega is all over it. And it turns out that this dude. I'm just, just thinking we're all like shots. Like, lawyer screwed me. <laughs> Louisville, why were you here? Wasn't in belong. Miami, lawyer screwed me. Just like always. Miami got, Miami got completely, like, and the FBI. They, they, were, they were Andy. They literally got screwed. They were, like, this Christian Dawkins guy who was saying, he was telling the Adidas people that he's giving, funneling all this money to players on behalf of Jim Laranega. It turns out he just was like, I'm keeping the money for myself and not talking to anybody. So Miami, the FBI realizes this, and four months later they're like, "Our bad, you're at superseding indictment. You're not in it anymore. You're going to be fine." By this point, their recruiting's already been derailed. Laranig almost gets fired because they have three losing seasons. Like that is a, it's a, it's a cool story of resilience. I think the, I mean, San Diego State, the story pretty much speaks for itself. A program that had never been to an Elite Eight before, first five seed to ever win it all potentially, coming out of the Mountain West, which had been such a bad. March conference in recent years, and then FAU would be the the highest seeded team to ever win the thing, and and the embodiment of like anything's possible in March. Florida Atlantic, like you said, like we look back at it thirty years from now and be like, Florida Atlantic won a bleeping national title. I mean, that can only happen in college basketball. I mean, you'd be looking at a list, and it would you'd have to go all the way down like CCNY to be like, who, right? What? It wouldn't who, make any in, sense. In nineteen sixty, I mean, that's, that's that's really the only other one I can think of that would stick out like Florida. Even San Diego State would stick out like that. They would, me. for sure. I mean, because there's no other school you go. I mean, yeah, you see schools, and if you look at the whole Final Four list from like the seventies, you'd see your New Mexico's and your Jacksonville's and your know, yada yadas, like the teams, the the Final Four since this this is part since. But yeah, I just I I. I I kind of want. I'm, I'm all. I'm kind of on the FAU bandwagon for this one. It's all about Al's. It's Conference USA, baby. It's there's nostalgic to it with us, and I mean they've got a great story. I mean this is you know you got the one senior who got there when when it's Howard when, School forgot. <laughs> Howardberger. It's Howard School. He may have only created the football program, but he created this too as well. He did. This is all him, and it's all because they saw they, they hired Tom Herman's as football coach. <laughs> I saw somebody say that. So, like, people would say that, like, Tom Herman's won't bring success to the football team, but he's brought it to the basketball program. Well, Lane Kiffin also. Like, they started recruiting <laughs> yeah. when Lane Kiffin got there. So, but, I mean, and they got a great story. I mean, it's a team full of nothing but sophomores and freshmen pretty yeah, much. which is crazy. I mean, it's two great classes at Dustin May. Uh, it's Dustin May, right? Dusty. It's, Dusty. Yeah. He's put together. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a great So The one senior is there from him, and they talked about it in the lead. That's it's a good one, and San Diego State has an okay one, but I don't know. Brian Dish is just the the, the, the money bag guy. He's kind of a I don't know. I have trouble rooting for him. I love the story <laughs> about Dusty May. Like that, I think Matt Norlander of CBS wrote it. I feel like I've read so much this week. I kind of forget who wrote what, but I'm, I'm no, pretty no, sure that he wrote this thing where it was like, you know, Dusty May gets the job at Florida Atlantic. He he he's like he's like I'm admittedly an impulsive person. I, I jump from one extreme to the next. Like, it's something that strikes, tickles my fancy. I'm like, let's do it. I'm done. I'm in. And he, he had talked to Florida Atlantic, whose, whose AD was 
the brother of Mike White, who is the head coach yeah. where he was working at Florida. And so he goes down there, and like without even like really talking that much or seeing much of the of the campus, he's like, "I'm in." Signs the contract. They show him the arena. They show him the facilities. They show him the locker room. He goes back to his hotel to tell his wife and just breaks down and starts crying. He's like, I've committed career suicide. I, I can't win here. I think he used to work at IU at one point. And he, he did. He was yeah. a, a student manager for Bob Knight. Yeah, that's what I think I read. But he's like, he's like, I've made a gigantic mistake. He's like, we signed our first like, – he's like, we signed like 11 players for our first recruiting class because we were starting at scratch from scratch. He's like, I took pride in the fact that I got all these kids to sign – Without showing them the locker room, like, <laughs> he's like, because their campus is right on the beach. It's beautiful. Oh, I bet the football facilities were getting a big upgrade because Lane Kiffin had just gotten there. And he's like, we're showing them the football stuff. We're showing them the, the the dorms. We're showing them the beach. He's like, I don't even go to the beach, and I'm like, I'm here every day. And he's like, we get all these kids, and then he's like, then they see the locker room, and they're like, oh, well, what did I really sign up for? <laughs> so he goes from that to potentially winning a national title. I think that's a cool storyline. But like you said, it's just I grew up. Don't get me wrong, like, I love watching the Blue Bloods do battle. I love the, the big-time marquee matchups in the Final Four. But I remember growing up watching the tournament and being like, just once in my life, I want a, a low-conference, low-major conference team to make a run to the Final Four. And it happened with George Mason. That was the first one. That, that was, that was, that the one was so I was like, special. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever see something like that happen. It happened. It's happened a couple of times since. It's been great. But then I was like, you know, I also I, I would love to see just a weird, make-no-sense sticks out on the list when you're reading down at national champion. And I think Florida Atlantic, and I do think San Diego State probably would fit that, that mold as well. But yeah. that's kind of what I'm rooting for this week. I think that would be a, a good capper to a anything's crazy season. A, a, anything can happen. It'd be, it'd be awesome. It, it's, 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 it's what we need. And it'd be the perfect ending to this. No offense if you're a UConn fan or you're a Miami fan. And let's be honest, if you're a Miami fan, you just, you're, you're kind of half-assing it for the basketball team anyway. You're a football guy. And if you I mean UConn, I mean, I know they've, you've got enough. You've got a great, you got a nice coach now. It's not going to get you on probation. and not going to just win it on, uh, on on just a fluke run. You're okay. You'll be back. You're back now. Like I you, mean, yeah, you, your team is loaded with sophomores and juniors anyway as well. I mean, I'm sure you're losing. You're back in the Big East. You yeah. got what you wanted. You're out of the American. You know, you don't have Kevin Ollie anymore. It is like UConn. They when they flip the switch, like they'll go from being like terrible to like, oh, we're not just back. We're winning the national title. Like that's <laughs> that's what they do. It's just well, they, they were they, they were a four seed last year, weren't they? Were they a four or five? They, they, got they lost the, the first round. Yeah, they got upset by twelve or thirteen. I just can't remember who. But I, I, know, think, I think they were a four. They, they might. Four I think you're right. Year. Yeah. Because they lost the first round the last two years. They did. The year before that, they were like a seven seed, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, they were. They were. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong losing a seven ten, but you know. But yeah, you don't want to lose the four five too often. But this would be only the if they don't win the national title, it would only be the second time they made it to a final four without winning at all. They're kind of like us. Uh, you know, when they get to the title game, they win it. Do you remember the only time that they've lost in the Final Four? I'm trying to remember. I mean, they won in 99. They they, they wouldn't have won if Scooney Penn hadn't messed up his wrist in, before the Final Four game. I know that one hurt you. I'll, I'll, hand, I'll hand up on that one. They all know that, too. Fat boy Khalil uh, Alameen knows that. Um, they won in 99. They won in 04. Yeah, with Ben Gordon. Um, they won in 11, and they won in 17. 14. 14, excuse me. I'm trying to I don't remember. Which, what, what was it? In 2009, when we lost to Michigan State. Oh, the Hashim uh, to beat team. And they got upset by Michigan State. Yes, the, that's uh, right. The Hashim to death. Hashim to beat. I forgot. Because oh, yeah. I remember being like, I, I remember watching before we went to the game. We went to, they were playing Missouri in the Elite Eight. And I was like, come on, Missouri. Because remember, they had come to Freedom Hall and just whooped our ass. Like, they, they had beaten up on us pretty good during the regular season. And I was like, I don't know if we can beat these guys. And then we unfortunately didn't get the chance. But Michigan State went and beat them for us. And then North, Michigan State got whomped by North Carolina. I mean, I was going to say, and not to, to kind of go back to it, and it, it may not be 
under the right umbrella because Jay Wright's left, but Villanova could be the closest thing to what we've seen with UConn. The Scotty Reynolds got over the hump with the floater, and oh, that was an 08 or 09, I forget. It was 09. 09, and since then they've won two national titles. Yeah. I mean, they and, had one national title before, which is the, that in the '85, the yeah. yeah. Which is kind of, you know, that, that's I feel maybe it's all the coke they did, but that <laughs> that is like the one Cinderella story that like ESPN for never like gives any credit to. Have you noticed that? I think it gets a decent amount of attention. I mean, they always want to focus on NC State, which there's no. They no, always talk about the Nova. I feel like Nova is always the perfect game. Is what I yeah, I but it always kind of gets lost. Like you see, they, when they talk about like the Cinderellas, like no, they had to play the perfect game to win that. Yeah, against a team that they had no business beating, and then they had Ed Pickney on the team and. Who's an NBA player, but I mean, that's they still. I mean, it was against an awesome Georgetown team. Uh, one last thing here before we go to break that, that kind of maybe we've, we've been talking about UConn seeing like a seeming like a foregone conclusion. They're clearly the strongest team here. Uh, kind of putting a, a wart in those plans today. They announced that Jordan Hawkins, uh, dealing with a non-COVID illness, did not practice today Ooh. with the team, and he has been their best player during yeah. the NCAA tournament. <laughs> um, they said that all the players who did media, he did not do any media today. He's been in their hotel room sleeping. They said, you know, we expect him to play tomorrow. We expect him to be, you know, ready to go. But that's kind of a, I mean, that's a big deal for them. I mean, the only thing, I mean, him and the the, uh, the big dudes, the only two, the guy, the two guys you, you cannot afford to lose if you're UConn. Yeah, Snogo and Hawkins have been. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Fantastic, man. this tournament. Snogo's a senior. Hawkins is only a sophomore, I believe, right? Hawkins is only a sophomore. Yeah, he'll probably be gone, though. I, it seems, yeah, like a. Yeah, he's he's got the he's got what the NBA's looking for nowadays. He shoots it well. Yeah, he's he's what six foot five, I think six 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 wing player. Yeah, he can he's 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 a, he's a late first round pick at the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you know we'll keep an eye on that, but that's kind of just something you know if you're if you're out there betting, if you're out there looking to to make some money, something to keep an eye on. Well, I, you know news not to quote Adam Sandler, but news I could have used yesterday. Well. It, it didn't. We didn't know it yesterday. We found it out about an hour ago. So, there you go. Damn it! This is why I can't. I can't just. I, I, I had to take advantage of being in Indiana at the time. I could have done it tonight, but the bats got rained out. They did. But yeah, no season delayed for the, the Louisville bats. They will not play today for the first time. Whenever they do take the field, of course, you'll be able to hear it right here on fourteen fifty. Well, it'll be starting ball. tomorrow, five thirty-five. But they're hopefully. Up. Well, yeah. Let's, let's knock on wood. Uh, unless you're, you know, Josh has torqued the board for it. But they got a doubleheader tomorrow, <laughs> starting at 535, two seven-inning games. Two games tomorrow, <laughs> go Bats, win them both, take out Nashville, and then we'll see you back here at the ballpark on Tuesday for yeah. your, your home opener. I will take a break. We are here at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by and see us. We're here until 6 o'clock. Get a car, give Trevor the middle finger, show him your bud, do whatever you got to. <laughs> I will hit take some text on the Thornton text line after the break at 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Just can't wait to get on the road again. I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never Almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Is that a theme today, Trev? There is. Okay. Have you picked it up off the first two songs? What was the first one? Uh, on the Road Again. Well, John, John Denver didn't sing On the Road Again. He sang On the Road Again. <laughs> it's Willie Nelson. You clearly weren't listening in the break while me and Scoots talked about that entire time. No, I wasn't listening. Time. We spent like three of the four minutes of the break talking about Willie Nelson and that song. <laughs> 
I feel like I, these two songs go hand in hand for me. Like I feel like you always hear them kind of together. They're always kind of linked. They do have they do have a common thread. But I don't know. Like I mean, it's, you know, they're, I don't know what the specific. I mean, the 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 theme, the, would, the theme would be the thread between those two songs. Also, usually has something to do with us being on this remote. Jesus, Mike, it's the same theme every time y'all are there. <laughs> no, it's not. Last no, it's not. Last week, last time we were here, the theme was they all had the songs had drive in it. That's true. I mean. Is it all about just vehicles traveling, moving? I don't know. I have road in the title. Oh, good <laughs> lord! Do I got to spoon feed you. Like I got to do the. Do I got to do the play? Here comes the plane, Rutherford. I kind of forgot that they had a song with country roads. I was just like, <laughs> you know I was the like name take song? me home, West Virginia. All <laughs> <laughs> I only think about now is the TikTok of the the, uh, the the like the Asian college kid who's like, he's like he's like. This is me last night. I'm so embarrassed. Like when he's drunk, he's like, he's like, hold up, hold up. This song is not about West Virginia. It's about the western part of Virginia. <laughs> I mean, makes me laugh every time. I th- I can't help but think of Polly Shore and Son-in-Law, which I watched recently. Say, driving around listening to that song. I love John Denver. Hand up. I was. I, I've got John Denver's greatest hits on my iTunes. I will jam some John Denver. Well, welcome back. We are here at Oxmoor Ford the in the heart of St. Matthews. Uh, stop by and see us. Purchase a new vehicle. you got the, the, the best stock of vehicles in Kentuckyana right here at Oxmoor Ford. Again, heart of St. Matthews. Across from Capitol Grill, right down the, the road from the new Top Golf. It's all happening out hey, here. Is that Jenna out there protesting? She's upset. She's curious. <laughs> they looked. We're here until 6 o'clock. We'll have a good time. We are talking a little Final Four there in the first segment. We do have a little bit of breaking news during the break. At least this, it was the first time that I'd, I had seen it. Uh, the biggest name in the transfer portal now has entered. Hunter Dickinson from Michigan is leaving. Really? Hunter Dickinson, who made a big fuss last year about – could probably play in the NBA with his, with his skill set. 7-1, averaged about 20 points per game last year for the Wolverines. Uh, Big-time get out there. Like he – you remember, he made the uh, – all the, the references about Texas Tech had players that wanted to come to Michigan, mm-hmm. and he's calling out Mark Adams yeah. for not letting him transfer. And now he's in the portal. I did see uh, we had a couple him. questions on the text line, too. Nolan Smith did the uh, sitting back, eating popcorn gif. I'm assuming that's what it's in reference to, but I've got, it could be something else. I did see that L. Ellis responded with like a laughing emoji. And I'm like, either L's coming back or this is a reference to Hunter Dickinson being in the portal, and maybe we're going to go, I, I don't know. Like, it, either way. Uh, watch him transfer to Texas Tech. <laughs> it would be, you know, they just signed. Um, they got because who's the coach now? McCaslin. They hired him, who won the NIT last night at North Texas. Oh, okay, that's right. Because they were waiting on. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, they so were he's on. going to. He, they have a new coach there. Plays the similar slow stall ball. He does defensive minded. Yeah, I know. But we, I, I like the Big Blue Drew, our guy who's on KRC frequently. Love Big Blue. He was like, for what it's worth, I saw him at the Kentucky Derby last year, and he appeared to be having a swell time talking about Dickinson. I'm like, well, he's definitely going to Louisville then. That's forget Kentucky Derby. It's I mean, Louisville's event. Minifield. Dickinson. Dickinson, I want it. I want the Dickinson. Dickinson Dennis. You get it for me, Rutherford. Front court duo. You want it? I want it. We'll make it happen. I want him. I, I want both of these. You give me both these two. Oh man, I'm going Pete Bell. You get these two guys, and you are contending for a tournament next year. A little, <laughs> little altered version. Your altered version, but I don't want to go too far on the stretch. You know, with I mean, he's he's no Butch Reed. <laughs> Hunter Dickens, I mean, he will be clearly McCray, right, highly, Butch highly sought after. I saw UK fans already doing like, <laughs> let's go get him. I saw like people are doing the whole thing where it's like, I'm here, oh, he's leaning towards him. wherever. But he would be, wherever he goes, he will be a gigantic addition. Oh, huge impact player. For I next mean, season. 
He's awfully good. He's. I mean, he can beat you inside and out. He can. I mean, he's. As Bert, yeah, he is. I mean, he could be what you see in like. I mean, he, he's going to be a college player of the year in Canada next year for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm amazed he wasn't this year to a degree, but I mean, yeah. You. I mean, that's. Yeah, that he's. You add him to a team that's maybe uh, maybe ah, uh, they're not bad. Maybe outside top twenty-five, they're top ten. Or you take him to a team that maybe I don't know won four games last year. And they're like, winning, I think they could make the NCAA. And tournament. they're winning twenty. They're winning twenty. You bring him and Minifield in, and we're winning twenty games. If we don't win twenty games with those two, then Kenny Payne needs, needs, to, needs to hit the road like the song theme today. Let's make it happen. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton text. I will take a couple of texts here to wrap up the first just hour. Excited, dude. Plumley Bro One uh, <laughs> wanted to know: Are you guys doing the the? I'm sure this is a KRC text. They did the golf scramble last year, last yeah. summer. I don't know if they're doing it again. I don't have the answer for it. They got to. You and me got to get out there for it. Yeah, hopefully I'll be. They're mad. I missed the last one. I'm still getting crap for it. Yeah, yeah. you just ended up sleeping through it, right? No, I was sick. Oh, that's right. You did get sick. Yeah, I was sick that week. And I, ended up, I, think I, I, think I, did, I think I missed like two shows or three shows that week with you. That's right. Yeah, you were having a rough time. Allegedly yeah, was... sick. Allegedly sick. <laughs> yeah, where were you yesterday, Scoots? <laughs> Somebody sent in a TikTok of this very, very large man. And this looks like about your size, trying to ride a Am horse. Am that big? I don't think you're – he's bigger than you are, I think. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I think I don't – do I look that big? I want to see him – he's trying to get up on the horse and he's struggling. I think that's the oh. whole TikTok. I was hoping he'd get on so we could well, have – Where's the humor of him trying to actually get on the horse? I, I want to see him get on so I can – like. well, here's another – somebody sent in another TikTok of a large man. Let's see if this guy makes it happen. Okay, oh, they, they got the horse on the ground. Okay, now that works. Why is he's he, getting on the ground as why well. Is, okay, he didn't have to. Oh, lie the there. horse is all the way on the. Oh, oh, oh! Do you think that, that could happen? That, that is what we need to do right there. So the horse is all the way on the side. Yeah, and on then the I, ground. And he laid on the side a little bit, and they both stood up. Kick your arm. And for, the, and leg for what over. it's worth, if the horse can stand up with that guy on there, then then there's no way you you can't tell me you can't ride the horse. Now I think this person and nobody can see this, but us, which is great for radio. Well, it's but awesome. this person I think is about your size. I think I think that this the other work. guy looked pretty close to me too. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah. I mean, but the point is like he's doing it. Yeah, he's on he's the horse. Doing, yeah, he's on the horse. The horse isn't do. dead. This could, this could happen. This makes me more confident that we can make yeah, this we, happen. That we know of yet. No. <laughs> Probably know the video cut off and the horse just collapsed. <laughs> Texture says, on the intros, all the intros have been good. This one just seems different, maybe too long, too cluttered, maybe just doesn't flow well. I keep hearing the flow. I thought I had good flow. <laughs> Texas, I think the 3.0 would be better if he had a song in the background. He's got explosive behind all the – I don't even know what this is in reference to Behind all the clips and in transitions to Jimi Hendrix in the old intro, my Hubble two cents. He's talking about the. He says three He meant four because I, I didn't use the bed music underneath the sound clips. Ah, uh, I was trying something different. Yeah, gotcha. Texture says, "How sick is Mike? Uh, another day in hell." <laughs> You're not that. You don't seem that bad. Same as every day. Not great, <laughs> but still kicking. Texas, when will Louisville start getting some grad transfers? Is there a timetable? I don't. I wish I could give you an answer. I wish I could say next week, but you, I mean, you just you have no idea. How long these guys want to wait? What just, they want to do? Just know that we're we're locking in Minifield and, and Dickerson. I mean, we didn't even know this time twenty four hours ago. I mean, but, but when this person sent this text, we didn't even know Hunter Dickinson was in the That's portal. That's true. Like you're going to have more big names enter the portal in the couple weeks ahead. Yeah. And then when that happens, like they're it's re recruitment. Like they're going to want to take visits. They're going to want to meet with coaches. Like it's not unless they already have. And this is going to shock you. There's been some recruiting of transfers happening before players technically enter the portal. No, that, that does happen no, from time no. to time. And when, yeah, it's shocking when a guy enters the portal and like three hours later is like, "I've committed to Georgetown." It's like, well, oh no, I, I, I believe in nothing but the honesty amongst these coaches. But for everybody else, there's a period of time where you're going to have to be 
recruited. Where you, you're going to want to visit campus. You're going to want to talk to the coaches. So uh, as far as timetables, I don't know. And th this is part of the problem with the whole it's, – it's a problem for us. It's not a problem with the program. But Kenny Payne moves quietly. Remember we had the whole thing last mm -hmm. year. Kenny's moving in silence. you got to trust Kenny. We don't hear a whole lot of, you know, Louisville's visiting with this player or Louisville is targeting bringing this player on campus then. And so you just kind of like – it sucks for us on radio because it's just like all we hear is that they've made contact with a guy. We've got no idea how deep the interest is. We don't really, we just don't know anything, and so we're just left out Actually, here. Actually, I disagree. Weeds. It's great. It makes it makes for hypothetical summer talk. Well, we did that a lot last year. I mean, big, all these players <laughs> yeah. that we talked about went other places. Well, you know, it's bound to work out for us this time at least. Here's hoping. Yeah, let's make a starting five of the uh, the players who have been reached out to by Louisville in the transfer. Yeah, we'll get board. To, we'll bring in the hypnotist this summer and, and, and convince us that we're actually going to get these guys. Yeah, the only thing that we got that we thought was concrete was everybody being like, Amani Bates is definitely going to Louisville, and so we're like, we're breaking down like his game and everything, and then it's like, oh, he's not going. To Louisville, Louisville's not interested, and it cost me five hundred dollars. Well, I mean, <laughs> if Louisville just pays the kid and brings him in here, I don't make the bet. You would have made the bet. I wouldn't have made the bet. <laughs> Do you think? Let's say that we bring, we, we say we had brought Amani Bates in here, and let's say he's worth, I don't know, two wins, and we win six games. I mean, I would say maybe four because that's how many they won over us. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would say this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like Kenny Payne would oddly be under more heat. Because he's viewed as a talented player. He probably would have put up some big numbers like he did at Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And we still would have been terrible. I think that people would have been more like – because the whole argument now that's pro, you know, Kenny Payne's got it going on, was he doesn't have talent. This is not a talented roster. I think if we'd gotten Monty Bates, who was one of the most talked about players, and we'd still just sucked, I think there'd be a little bit more heat on him. And not only that, which I agree with you, and we may have, say, four more wins, so we went eight games, we still suck. And I, I mean, and I know, you know, it's not as if, you know, we've made, there was huge progress, but there was, I, I would think a guy with Bates on the team, probably know you don't see James progress the way he does. Sure. Or you see trainer, you know, I mean, because instead of those guys having to be kind of, you know, kind of pushed a little farther along than maybe they were ready for and, and you know, had to, 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 to grow a little quicker than they were supposed to, you've got Bates out there taking 30 shots. And said, you know, James, you know, developing a chance to put the ball in the court or learn how to, you know, do that post game, which I use his size and against smaller guards that he did so well, but not enough for me last season. You got Bates taking three pointers instead. Yeah. I mean, you're right. and then really at that point, and you're in the year and you go, Bates is leaving. We won four more games. The team is really, the players we're getting around him have not really shown anything more than they showed us before last season. What did we, it was a waste of a year to me. I mean, it was probably a waste of year to EMU, but, you know, Stan, he's just, just hanging on the threads of hoping to get paid for anything. So Yeah, I mean, the reason why you take Imani Bates is because you thought he could make you better. Yeah, if he's, if he's not going to make you a tournament team, then, then he would not. Then have. there's no point. In, I feel fairly confident in saying that he would oh, not have taken. Would, he would not have made us 21 good last year. I'm so confident I would double my 500 hour bet on that. <laughs> and <laughs> I say that, that I, we can't I'm, prove. I'm kind of rethinking my original point because I, I, maybe there would have been something to, like, you know, Kenny Payne took a shot here because he had to. He got here late in the game, had the cloud hanging over him, and he just – I think people still would have villainized the kid and said, you know, he was just, he's a bad apple, he's, he took too many shots. Like, we'll get to, he'll get to implement a system now without Imani. I think there would have been excuse-making happening even with Bates. But it, it, we would have been better, but we would have been – I mean, better. look at Memphis. I mean, when he, when he first got there, you do that with the Wiseman and Bates stuff, and they're better now that, that they've – Going, stop going after those guys. You're right. Yeah, for sure. They, I mean, they're not transfers were the best players this year. Yeah, and they're not avoiding talent, but they're not trying to grab that you know one and done superstar that may or may not even play a whole season. Sure.
Texas, I think Trevor is doing his thing where he refers to the season by the year at the beginning instead of the, at the end when it's right <laughs> That's good. You do be. that sometimes. I have a problem with that. I hate the damn split seasons. Can't we just get them? But yeah. you do the reverse thing with the NFL because you'll do the, the Super Bowl, like yeah. The, like technically the Chiefs were just the 2022 season champions, and you'll still refer to them as the 2023 I mean, champions because the Super Bowl was played in 2023. Eagles won theirs on February 3rd, 2018, but I always call it the 2017. Yeah, I refer to the 17. Well, it's, you're right there, though. The season started in 17, but the game was actually in 18. Right, know? but usually you do the opposite. You, you mess it up. Where you're like, the game happened in 2018, so they're the t- <laughs> 2018. It's like, well, they're the 2017 champions, though. I have my own methods. We know. We, yeah. we're, still, we're still figuring them out. Well, I'll put out a manual later on at some point. You can index to go back to and look at to see what it means. Coming next year, the Trevor uh, ca- calendar. Yeah, Trevor the Trevorisms have definitions in there for it. Yeah. Miracly, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to sell it to publishing. Sell it outside the studio. Mary was talking the other day. She's like, she, she's like, I put two words together on a work call that just like, you know, People knew what I was saying, but it was a word that wasn't actually a word. I was like, Trevor said miracle. She's like, I heard that. I felt like Trevor. She's like, I felt like Trevor on the call. She's like, it was something like that. The best part is you do it and you see if anybody corrects you. You start playing that game. Usually we just let it go. Yeah, just see if anybody's really wants to be like, I'm, I'm sorry, what the hell did you just say? Just, just let him go. He's in the zone. Uh, Texas, I hope Louisville gets Hunter Dickinson solely for how much he'll piss off UK fans and other ACC schools. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, Hunter Dickinson is a guy. He's very good. But he's definitely an antagonizer. Like, he, he lives to the stuff with Wisconsin this year where he's calling him out, and then he hits the game-winning shot, and he's going nuts. Like, he is he's a classic college basketball villain, and we, we need somebody like that. Like, we need somebody who people are going to hate. Yeah. I mean, not just our own fans. Not just, <laughs> just <laughs> we, we, need, we need some swag. We do. And he's gonna, he would bring that. He would, for sure. Texas, the ironic part about the Seinfeld theme musician is that he is a millionaire now. But he had to sign millions of twelve-cent checks to get it. <laughs> you all need some Carl Farben at the Big X. You, you get the reference, right? No. The, when the Jerry got the, the an episode. Yeah, it was when Jerry got his wrist was uh, sore from signing all the residue, uh, residual, uh, the checks for like twelve cents from the Japanese oh. like, show. And his and his wrists, uh, <laughs> sure. he, he, like, I totally forgot. It that. jammed up, and he like, couldn't. He couldn't. He was stuck in the rain, and they all got wet, and. Because he, cause he claimed to invent the twirl, and they got mad at him and wouldn't <laughs> sell him an umbrella. And he had to take an axe to the the, yeah, the, the cabinets and free the, the Japanese guys out of it. Who Kramer was having to sleep there. <laughs> out of context, listening to me describe that episode, someone's got to be like, what the hell is that? Fine. What, is a, what is Seinfeld doing? Texas says, um, Patino got his new David Paget or UK got their new jorts? Um. Uh, would, about Dickerson, he's far from George. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, he's yeah. George, George wishes he had the, the the versatility that Dickerson's game offers. I'm uh, not not that George wasn't decent in the end, but I mean, Texas. How many wins is KP gonna get next year? There it is. You bringing those two? I'm telling you, anything short of twenty is is out the door. Did you see? Speaking of uh, of coaches who you know kind of little, did you see Scott Satterfield the Reds game yesterday? I mean. I didn't want to like. I don't want to keep griping about it, but like the he looks like he's never taken a picture before. Is was that it, was that the picture you posted on Twitter? Yes. Oh, I didn't know who that. I didn't realize that was Satterfield. He's got this vacant he look so in his pissed. eyes where he's just like staring at the camera, not smiling. It looks like a, th- a thirst trap picture that you, like a divorced man's putting on Instagram, where he's like, "What's up, ladies?" Like he's staring kind of seductively. That his hat is like he clearly just got the hat. When, oh yeah, when he got yeah. To the game, and I was like, we never had a chance to win. 
I thought he was being held hostage. I was, I, like, I was like, who is I watched this? this whole game thinking we had a shot, and I, you know, Satterfield now being a fake Reds fan is killing me. Blue Jays came back and won no 10 to 9. I saw him. I mean, it just <laughs> the, the Reds like just you know, we, we've got enough bad things happening to us. There yes, it is. You're yes, seeing it. Yeah. I mean, what's he doing? It is creepy. It's it's a creepy picture. I bet he sends that to recruits. I hope not. <laughs> well, I kind of hope so, so now at this point. If we're recruiting, against I want him. you to spend. I mean, I just, <laughs> what's he doing? He's looking at the camera, going, "I want to spend four years with you." <laughs> that picture got sent to me like by three people when I got home after the show yesterday, and I was like, "This is legitimately the worst thing that's happened to me this week." I was like, "I don't." It's already hard enough being a Reds fan. I don't need Satterfield jumping on the bandwagon and being a fake Reds fan. Who takes a selfie like that, too? There's, like nobody around him. Nobody. nobody I mean, it was like holds it like right in front of your face and like, like it's the mugshot look. Like <laughs> you're right about the hat. Oh. He yeah, he didn't have the hat on in other picture. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, another one. Oh yeah, that's. What if he borrowed it from somebody sitting next to him? What if he's like, I need to put a red hat on? Excuse me, sir. Here's here's two tickets to our home opener if I can use your your hat for one minute. You like Bearcat football? You like Bearcat football? Let me see your hat. We're going to the Big 12. The guy's like, I don't care. I'll sign it for you. The guy's like, no thanks. <laughs> All these UC fans who are like, still rent-free in your head, I see. I'm like, people, I, I can't get away from the guy. People, he's, he's supporting my favorite baseball team and ruining opening day for me. I went to, uh, to see the Bengals training camp one year uh, back in like two, I was 2000. I took some stuff. I was at Carver Hills at the time, so I took some Bengals stuff with me thinking I'd get some autograph maybe. And I didn't buy all the stuff, so I took. I was like, I'll buy it if I want to keep it, you know. Uh-huh. And I took a hat and I got it signed, but it was by Keely Smith. And I was like, I kind of really don't want. It. I was like, I told my manager, I was like, Chuck, can we just sell at the store? We had to discount it. <laughs> we had literally had someone look at the hat. And it was their size, and they were like, "Who signed this?" And we were like, "Achilles Smith." He's like, "Oh no!" And he bought another hat. We had to like take like five dollars off of it. So I end to God, I can't believe we had to do it, but we did. <laughs> it sounds about right. All right. I kept the kitten autographed one. You did? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's something to be said for that. He signed it with a, with a church quote. We're going to break. When we come back, uh, hour number two, we're going to give away four tickets to tomorrow's Racing Louisville season opener. Uh, they're at home against the Washington Spirit. Three o'clock is the kickoff there. One thirty is when the fan zone is going to open. Should be a better day weather-wise, I think, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Hopefully the weather will cooperate like it did last week when they had the most attended First uh, home opener for a Lucity season so far. We're trying to break the record for racing Lou tomorrow. You're welcome. Get excited. We're going to have four tickets available for you. Come up in hour number two. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show live from Oxmoor Ford here in the heart of St. Matthews on 1450 and 961 The Big X. To the place I belong, West Virginia. Welcome back in the second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. We're live from Oxmoor Ford. It's truck month. Stop in. 0% financing on new F-150s is here, as is the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles in Kentucky. And it's all happening here at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by. 
Check us out. Just tell them Mike Rutherford sent you. Tell them Trevor Kelsey did not send you. Say whatever you want, and we're going to have a fantastic time with you here as you uh, buy a truck and show Trevor your, your butt. It's going to happen. Just make sure I see that butt. Make sure, He just wants to see that butt. You show me that butt, I'll throw $5 on your next car. I was just checking my um, – That'll buy some heat warmers, right? You're damn right. I was just checking my email. We got the annual uh, SB Nation April Fool's Day content email where it's like, you, please don't do it. It's like, we don't want to get sued. Do you still do April Fool's jokes? No. Okay, thank you. It, it, they're like, if you do it, please make sure that it's like apparently, like like overly apparent that it's an April <laughs> Fool's joke. So when I first started blogging, like April Fool's was like a, I feel like in the in the wild west of the sports internet, like 06, 07, 08, when like anything was going, April Fool's Day was a big, bigger thing. I guess, yeah. Like I remember I would do, I would always do like, this player's leaving for to go pro. It was like somebody weird. I remember one year, I, 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 my April Fool's joke was that Denny Crum was coming out of retirement to take the NC State job, and NC State fans kind of bought it. And uh, I, the year that I, I knew I had to stop was I had written, I don't even remember what it was. Maybe it was like Samardo Samuels was going pro after his freshman season, uh, even though he wasn't. Yeah. And that same day, like Marvin Stone died. Oh. And I had to write about it, and there were people who were like, is this a joke, too? And I was like, I know. First of all, who would be that I know. Dark? I was like, I, I mean, would me, that, maybe, but still. I, I was mean. like, I would hope that you would know after reading the cipher that that's something that I – someplace where I would not take this. But the fact that it was even a question, I was like, okay, this is – yeah, these aren't – it's not it's not worth doing it anymore. Yeah. The worst part – and one of the worst situations was when John and I, when we left 93.9 to, to eventually go to 790, like the show before, I think, was – it was like right before April Fool's Day, and we were talking about how we be like didn't like April Fool's jokes, and you know it kind of it's gotten old. It's run its course. I think I told some of the same stories on that show, and then the Monday afterwards was April Fool's Day when we like didn't show up and do the show, and like because we were we were done, we were leaving, moving stations, and like everybody was like it's just an April Fool's joke. Like They're they they, <laughs> they let us in on it when they were talking about it. Like they basically it's, it's this whole thing. And I remember like Greer had written a story when he was working at the Courier, had written a story about us, you know resigning from from 93.9 and he like said, like texted me in a frenzy like two hours later he's like you're not messing with me are you he's like he's like i've got editors who are saying this is an april fool's joke and it's not real i'm like dude i would have no i would not put you in that position i was like it's it was like we're, we're not there anymore i mean in the world of internet i mean if you're gonna like break news or drop news or drop a story that you can you, that you can avoid not doing on said day you should probably never do it on april 1st yeah it's yeah, it's because i mean you're like yeah you're like i mean what, what if hunter dickerson entered the portal tomorrow uh, on uh, tomorrow you just never know you'd point. be like is it real it yeah, yeah it's the only, yeah i agree the i, I think i wouldn't say that it's ruined it because i was never like big on the april Fool stuff anyway but i mean i think about april Fool's. what was the uh in, i think you may know this but your dad probably would definitely what was the si article about the mets pitcher the one was one of the classic S, uh, April Fool's jokes that came. Oh, I don't remember. The magazine cover had uh, it was I can't remember the writer, and he wrote uh, he wrote an article about this this pitching prospect in the Mets training in spring training, who was like throwing 110 mile or fastballs and like the headline. If you took the first letter from every headline, it spelled out like April Fools, oh. and it was like this big deal. Like Mets fans thought they had like this great new young pitcher. I want to say it was in mid. It was circa maybe '87 when he did this. Maybe See, it just pissed me off, <laughs> especially with it being I mean, a fan of a tortured fan base. I mean, and they, I mean, he wrote this entire article. He even took a picture of the guy, and it was like just like a a dude that worked at their spring training. Like he worked in like the the, the ball field. Like it's kind of hippie, like lengthy little hippie dude, like with a beard. He took his picture and used it as the, as the I think he called him the Birdman or something. I forget. <laughs> I, I can't remember all the details, but it, it was it was a, it was a funny thing. Yeah, I would. Yeah, something you really, nothing you could do. Like, I mean, there will be at least one thing tomorrow that, because I'll be so hesitant to retweet anything or like get in. But there'll be at least one thing that I see tomorrow where I'll be like, ooh, like that's kind of that's kind of weird. And then I'll be like, 
April Fools, and I'm just gonna get pissed off. Oh uh, yeah, it's just gonna be annoying. Uh, we've got th- this list from Esquire. They've come out with the the top ten shows of 2023 so far. Are you ready to get mad? These lists always make you mad, which is why I always read them. Oh, it, by the way, just they're, they're, it was Sid Finch, and April first, Sid 19, Finch, 1985. I've heard the name. I've yeah, heard. that's who it was. And he even took a picture of him, as you can see. Like this is this guy just found, and he took a picture of him like he's throwing a baseball. Hilarious. I know that's yeah, good stuff. Uh, these are Esquire's got them in no particular order, but I want to know. How many of these you've heard of? I, lo- I love making old, getting old man angry about we Esquire. We do this. I, mean, oh, I think the worst was like when there's like the best movies. And like you and I, like, we'd heard oh, of like three. We'd yeah. seen one. And they've got Succession on the list, which everybody's watching Succession. People I still have not yet watched it. I watched, your honor. I watched. I bailed in the middle of the first season. I'm probably going to – people are like, ah, I kind of didn't like it at first either. You have to get back. I'll, I'll give it a second chance at some point. I do want to give it a shot. I just – I don't know. I feel like I have to be in the right mood for that that show. Same, yeah, I'm kind of. And it's I don't and I don't think it's one I can really start. Here's the thing though, it's about to be baseball season. Here after this week, it is all prime Trevor binge watching summer. That's what I do. As opposed to like the last few months when you have. Well, been sometimes watching. like you watched all of Shrinking in one night the other day. Well, first of all, a it's damn good. Did you it watch is. it last night? We watched one more episode. Yeah. So you're having five. Okay. I gotta keep. I gotta. I need you to let me know when you're done so we can talk more. Okay. But. uh I, I did, no, but last night I didn't watch anything because I got home late because I had to do some bad stuff, and it was like 11 o'clock by the time I got home with my Taco Bell, and I just actually rewatched Wednesday Night Wrestling and went to bed. Well, it's bad stuff, so it may not be prime binge-watching Trevera. What's that? If you've got bats games at late at night, it might not be Yeah, prime prime well, there, there'll be some, watching. yeah. I won't be able to watch it all in one night probably because I'll be starting later. God forbid. Um yeah. So they've got succession. They've got The Last of Us. Have you seen The Last of Us yet? I've heard. Of, God knows I've heard enough about it. I feel it's all over the place. Yeah, I, it's really depressing, right? It's. I don't think it's overly uplifting. I mean, it's a. It's based on a video game about the end of the world. So, yeah, typically never feel good shows. But it's gonna. I'm gonna need some people I I trust to give me the recommendation on that to probably watch it. I've watched the first two episodes. I've liked them. I'm gonna get back into it when uh, when the tournament's over. Uh, I don't know if you'd like it. Like I don't know. Yeah, I it's, think I've got a general sense. I don't know if you'd be into it. It doesn't strike me initially, I'll tell you that much. Not that that means anything. There's I've watched stuff I didn't think I would like and end up liking it. So. The Lying Life of Adults, I've never heard of. Never heard of it's it. It's on Netflix. Okay, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, Beef on Netflix. I know there's a great rap by Most Def. Never heard of it. The rapper or the, 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 uh, the show. show? Okay, because rap's a good song. You on Netflix. I watched the first season. It was creepy. I've never heard it. I just I can't believe there are four seasons of the show. I can't. I mean, this is the problem with TV. Like everything gets. How am I supposed to know when it's been snuck out in a new series? I mean, I can't just go on Netflix and look at everything new released and just. Do you like kill girls at the beginning? Like, how is this guy getting four seasons? They kill girls at the very beginning. Yeah, he's like a murderer. Um, Dexter played like eight years, didn't it? Yeah, but he was a nice murderer. I never watched Dexter. He justified though. it. Yeah. Uh, Shrinking is on the list. Uh, Shrinking is awesome. Shrinking's great. Hilarious. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Not going to watch it. Probably not going to watch it either. Abbott Elementary, I feel like I hear a lot about it. It's like the, the Last of Us, um, or not not us, the, not The Last of Us, the that other TV show that was on like NBC that people love. Oh, uh, This Is Us. This Is Us, yeah. yeah. The one that would show all the commercials I'd see constantly, yeah. Yeah. Roush liked that show. That show was, that show looked corny and over the top dramatic. Yeah, I never it. It had, like a, it had like a Days of Our Lives feel to it. Because I, I see the storyline commercials like during the, you know, Sunday Night Football, I'd be like, this looks like something you'd watch on, like... I'm sure it made everybody cry. Yeah, it looked like something like Witches or something. It looked like something that, you, like, the, some of the storylines came a little over the top. 
Uh, great expectations on FX. Have not. Not, not familiar with it. it. I like FX. I've said before though. So. And then Poker Face on Peacock. I have heard about that. Natasha Leon. But not. I have not. I haven't seen a trailer or anything. I've seen the commercials. I haven't even heard, heard about. It. I knew she was in that Russian doll show, which I've never watched. But I've, I have not heard about her in the Who's show. Who's her being? Natasha Leon. Oh okay. Oh yeah. I like. I like. Yeah. I like too. She was good on. Uh, she also did SNL last year. She's funny. Um, there it is. The ten, ten best shows of 2023 so far, according to Esquire. <laughs> so we're only in April. We're better. I mean, we're only four months in. I mean, we've at least heard of most of them, and we've seen a couple of them. I've heard of close to half of them. Yeah, that's I've only good. watched one of them. Step in the right direction for two old guys. Yeah, and then I mean, I think I've watched the only one that's like actual comedy, really, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I prefer comedy. I don't know that I don't, I don't embrace a little drama here and there. Yeah, I'm with you. There you go. TV. I mean, odds are by this time next year, I'll probably have not watched maybe, I may watched one of those that's on that list. Yeah. It's, it's Esquire. Like, how much do you really take in banking Esquire? I, I, I literally only look at it's, it because. It's, it's, like when, it's like when you base your judgment on a Rotten Tomatoes vote now or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, I only look at them because Esquire sends me the emails. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they, they hook me in every single time. They always just, they hook me. Between that and Prince Harry, I mean. <laughs> I haven't seen it. People has not gotten a Prince Harry email in a long time. Really? They've been all hiding? Was, it's been all this Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow trial, which last night they found out she's, you know, she, she won. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow went to trial. Yeah, have you not seen this? Oh, no, I, not a clue. I wish we could play the clip. There's one. I, I don't. I think it's the actually the other attorney. Like when she's on the stand, who's just like shamelessly sucking up to her, where she's like, "Wait a minute, well, who's she suing?" She no, she got sued by this guy. There was a skiing accident. Okay. Um, this guy said that like he hit her. She was out of control, and she hit him. He was out. She was out of control, and he suffered all these injuries. And now he's like incapacitated and he sued her for like three million dollars she countersued him for a million because <laughs> she says that she, he hit her and all this stuff and he was fine and and she ended up winning um but like the, the the session the clips that are out there i'll just show you the clip during the break but like this woman is just it's like a it's like a bad skit where she's like so it's a woman that sued her no 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 the, the woman's the attorney oh okay, a man sorry, sued sorry her. gotcha gotcha but this the woman attorney is like she's like He's like, if when you were skiing, and like, I've got to say, very fashionable outfit as well. I'm sure you're the best looking one on the slopes. Like every single, God. It, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating either. It's unbelievable where she's like, you know, you're 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 a perfect little thing. Well, you're not little. You're, I wish I'd love to have your height. Like I'm five five wearing these heels up here. You're, and she's like, I'm five ten. It's just, it's so bad. It's terrible. Sounds corny. It's awful. I mean, I, I had no idea. Won. So so they were skiing like in some like rich people resort. Exactly. She was skiing with her kids. There was an accident. Both claimed that they were the ones who were going downhill, uh, or, or the other person was coming downhill, which you're supposed to give right away to the people below you. I suppose. I don't know the skiing etiquette. Ski, there's a, apparently, there was a whole yeah. day on skiing culture there. I'm, I'm I've never assuming skied. there is. I mean, yeah. Where was, was this at, anyway, out of curiosity? I don't even know. I think it was in Colorado. Okay. Uh, but, like, but just like loosely based on like what I've seen, I was I was like this guy is complete fraud. Like he apparently he emailed his daughter after this happened and was like the headline of the email was I'm famous. Like all this stuff because <laughs> he ran into Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and like and like yeah, she. I, it made it seem like he was yeah just I out had for no a idea this was going on. Now keep in mind I watched zero like the Johnny Depp trial stuff too. You know, but I didn't know that was going on. I don't know. I guess I just don't concern. I just I don't know. So, it can entertain me, but I don't really care too much to watch the celebrity stuff like that. I see the clips that like, make their way to the internet. Okay. Well, yeah. that wouldn't spread it. <laughs> the way he talked about her and his attorney just sucking up to Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you, first of all, you need to suck up to the jury, not her. I don't think they cared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Paltrow, they unanimously found Sanderson 100% at fault, and they awarded Paltrow $1 in damages. There you go. Oh, they did the USFL thing yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least they didn't make him pay like a million dollars because something tells me he's 
Which is wonder why he was on the. I mean, she's probably in like a nice resort. You think he wouldn't be like some just, you know? Well, he's like a doctor. I think he was. Yeah, was he was somebody famous. He yeah, was somebody he had to well have some money exactly. Yeah, but he. Uh, I guess after you know there was this whole big thing of like even she, doctors don't have Gwyneth Paltrow money though. Yeah, they, they <laughs> had this exchange where she whispered something in his ear and like and she and apparently she just said like I wish you well and he said thank you my dear or something like the rich he's people so are, corny god forbid yeah they, they had he had his moment in the sun and he's still you know he, he lost but he's still rich i'm sure so now, he, now his moment is is also but he got to take her to trial and lost it also was back in like 2016 like it was it's been seven oh, years good Lord, yeah. yeah she was a she was with her kids she was meeting i guess her husband's kids they were like you know they're making meet their blending families were meeting for the first time so. oh it's a civil suit seven years later yeah it's not <laughs> i mean i know kind of covid slows and stuff down people but really <laughs> yeah it's whatever anyways that was there's your people update of the day but that's all i've been getting in the people emails no more royal family even though i think that there's something going on like didn't harry go to england and i have knows? no idea I, I mean i don't know yeah i don't know what's going on with harry and then uh um Lady Marjorie, Marjorie, or whatever her name is. Nailed it. Megan. Lady Marjorie. Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Markle. Megan Markle. I was thinking of the, the, the song Lady Marmalade. <laughs> she is the seventh in line to the crown. This, uh, wow. Lady okay. Marmalade. 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 <laughs> I just picture one day Harry doing an Uncle uh, uh, King Ralph. Sabotaging a photo so he can get he can get in. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, we have news. There was some talk this season throughout the, the the past, I guess, eight months or so, that the NBA was going to do away with the one and done deal rule starting this year, and that we were going to potentially have kids that were able to go straight uh, to the NBA out of high school. Today, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, he said, as the NBA and the NBA PA pursue a new CBA ahead of tonight's opt-out deadline, a deal would not include a change in the minimum draft age rule, which would have ended the one-and-done era. High school players will still need to wait a full year beyond graduation to enter future drafts. So no hope of – I mean, this was basically all being fueled by Bronny James. Like, of course. Like, is he going to get to go right to the NBA next season and play with his dad, all this stuff? Um, but he is he's not. He's going to have to spend one year in college or an overtime elite or, or playing overseas or what have you. There will be no one-and-done rule next year. All these incoming freshmen are going to have to abide by their letters of intent and play college basketball or, or you know, do whatever they got to do. But that's a, you know, it, it would have been weird for that to be changed right now. I will say this. I stand corrected. Adam Silver, you actually have done one thing right in your entire, entire time as commissioner in the NBA. You hate Adam Silver. It's because he's a putz. <laughs> He's he's a walking human putz. He's he is. I mean, poor Stern. I mean, my rest his soul. He wouldn't want to be allowed to see what he's he's doing to his NBA. Uh, yeah, this is the one good thing he's done. It's it would be horrible for the NBA. I know college kids can. I mean, especially with Neil Watson. I mean, now it shouldn't even matter. Like if you, I, I get now with you know before Neil or NIL for the textures that are annoyed by that. You know, they, they, you know, you wanted to, if you were a handful of kids, that you wanted to go straight and start making money right away, which you still can go over to Europe if you really want to. But, but you know, now with, with, with the NIL, you don't have to complain about the one-and-done rule. You can go and make a pretty good chunk of money in your one-year college. Sure. And then you can go right to the NBA. And the, NBA, and the rules, while you can justify it wasn't fair to the college kids, it, was, it wasn't there for college kids. It was there to save the NBA from themselves. And the, it's an NBA rule, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, so you don't get your, you know, yes, for your one LeBron, you get five Darius Miles in the first round that were bad picks. And franchises set back years and more years because they were taking these kids 
out of fear that the, the potential, you know, they wouldn't be the one that passed on Kobe. And it's nine percent sometimes it backfires on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I you're, you're totally right. Like, I, I you started seeing them go in the second round late, like Lou Williams and Al Harrington. They started learning a little more, and then, but still, I mean, you still had your occasionals. It was always so hypocritical for people to label this like it was the a college rule, and you know, John Calipari kind of got, I think, unfairly labeled as the all that's wrong. And like, it's a rule that benefits the NBA. Like they it's want, all, yeah. they want a year to evaluate these kids and not make gigantic financial yep. interest uh, investments into kids that they have not seen play in a more controlled environment. Uh, so it's it is an NBA thing. I think eventually it's probably going to go by the wayside. But for now, like you said, with NIL, it's less of a big deal than it was ten. Five years ago, yeah, um, I'm amazed that even the it shocked me the players' union for the NBA would even be for it. Are you at all intrigued in what Bronny James does? Like, is, is that something that, that you have? Like, I find myself like because I'm like you. Like, I typically like to just brush the stuff that's more fluff than it is substance away. I find myself intrigued in this because I like I want to know where he's going to go. Uh, well, that, I mean, that's intriguing, at least to a degree, yeah. I, I think that the, the quotes from coaches, of course, anonymously, that have, have reached out to reporters, and they've been like, you know, he's, he's pretty much, he's like, he's a, he should be a three- or four-year college player, and they're all like, you're going to get a lot of attention for bringing him in there. You'll probably get an influx of cash. Your game's going to be more watched. Oh, yeah. You're, but you're, they you're don't. ESPN up your butt. I but mean. a lot of them are like, we don't think it's worth it. Because, one, he's not that good. Two, the detention is going to be probably detracting from the actual team goals. Okay. And three, you know, you've got his dad out there, and like, like he's going to rush with. Like, a lot of people were like, if Bronny James were, you know, Bronny Anderson, like just a normal kid, like yeah, he's a good player. He can be a really good college player down the line. But his dad has openly said multiple times, like I want to play with him in 2024, which means he's definitely going to be a one and done, whether he's ready or not. You feel pressure to play him right away. You feel like you can't bring him along slowly. Like it's just all going to be rushed. I mean, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. If that's the case, then it, you gotta go. I mean, then you're looking at like a like we've talked about it before. Where the ESPN love to promote like the Ben Simmons and Cunningham's and and Trey Young. You're gonna have to go. I'm not saying Oklahoma. Oh, he'll get full coverage. Yeah, and he's going to. But he, so if he if you're if he is what he is and all that scenario and he's going to get to pull coverage and you're doing it, if you're the, 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 the school or in head coach that's bringing him in knowing that he's a one and done, knowing that it's going to be somewhat, I don't want to say distraction from the team, but possibly a little bit, but it's going to bring in exposure, it's going to bring in money and all those things you just said, then you're probably best bet being like an LSU doing it. Like a mid-kind a mid of level power five, power six conference school that can kind of be like, we, we'll take a year off and do this. You know, it would be good for the – LSU, you know, brought in probably tons of money from the Ben Simmons stuff. You know, Oklahoma's a little bit better of, of a program, but, you know, Trey Young brought them all that money. We've seen it before. Other schools do it. Oklahoma State, I mentioned with Cunningham. If, I, I could see a school – I don't know off the top of my head would be one, but I don't know. I mean, Ohio State. Well, they're right the now, ones, where they're at right yeah. now wouldn't be probably too bad. And that's a realistic option there. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's weird. That, you know, he's – you brought up the list a couple of days ago off air. We were talking about the highest earners in NIL so far. He has not set foot on a college campus and has apparently already made $7.2 yeah, million. Well, I mean, 7.1 of it's because of his name. Like, what it, well, I mean, yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 7.1.999 is all because of his dad is. One thing that I'm curious about as far as, you know, the way this is going to work, because he's coming here with the – the price tag and the attention of a kid who's, you know, a one and done dominant freshman, like an Anthony Davis or Brandon Miller, somebody who's going to be a top five pick, and he's not that type of player. No. And so, how does it work if you're, you know, a 
fifth-year COVID senior who's been in college for a long time, not an NBA guy, but you're a very good college player. You're, you're the backbone of the the culture of the program. You're like a maybe like a Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson did end up becoming a good NBA player, but you get what I'm saying. Like he a, did, yeah. A very good college player who could not have gone pro after his freshman or sophomore season and been a lottery pick. But you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to be the team captain. You're trying to get on Bronny James. You're trying to yell at him. And in Bronny James' mind, he's like, I'm a multi-million dollar player. Like, I, like, I feel like it's just going to develop. And I, I'm not big on the whole – this is going to d- develop into locker room fights. Clearly, it's, I mean, Miami's in the freaking Final Four. Like, like, clearly, it's worked out pretty well for them. Like, that hasn't been an issue for a lot of these teams. But in this particular case, I do wonder if it's going to become like a, situ- a situation that's just impossible for anybody to navigate correctly and to be like a really good team. I mean, if you're that teammate, and it depends on, I guess, your attitude. I mean, you can look at it. You can either, A, just have a miserable year. B, just say if, if he gets there and you know what the situation is, you, tra- you can go on transfer. Or C, you kind of do it like uh, Serrano did in, in Mr. Baseball and accept the exposure that Burt Reynolds just – or Burt uh, – uh, that, uh, that Jack Elliott just brought to your team and use that spotlight to help yourself as well. There were some recent reports linking him – It'd be hard to do with you know him gunning over over there like exactly. the Monty Bates. But. There were some recent reports linking him to Colorado, which I thought would be – Kind of funny. And also kind of cool. Like, just, yeah. I love how Sanders and Hunter, by the way, on that list that we're talking about were, like, in the top ten as well. Oh. Yeah, on, on, the top of ten NIL? Yeah. Top NIL they were they were in the top ten. Call had two guys in the top ten. Him and, and oh, Dion's son that's the quarterback. Well, yeah. That's, that's what they're doing. That's their whole thing. I am curious to see how that That'll be a uh, – it'll be a fun storyline for a while. Like, as, as a basketball person – I want to see how it plays out. I get, I know I'm going to get tired of the coverage because he's well, going to get more than he deserves. Just avoid sports center, sports center as much as possible. Yeah. That's going to be the opening thing every time. It's going oh to be, yeah, it's going to be a stat tracker for for Bronny and, and I mean the know. big story in basketball today like has been Lavar Ball saying he thinks that Bronny should go to Australia oh. and you're like okay. Like, I'll be honest with you, he's probably not wrong on that because it would hide a lot of things. If you're Bronny and you think you should be a lottery pick and this were in your status. And he's actually as good as most people I'm hearing say he is. Then going to Australia, you can hide behind your stats being limited because every player that's gone over there, for the most part, hasn't put up like mind blowing stats, and whether it be in China or in in Australia, and have still become lottery picks. I mean, yeah, Emmanuel yeah. Mude averaged like three points a game on, on four minutes a game. He was still, I know, you know, he didn't have the greatest career, but he was still like the fifth pick in the draft. Maybe he's up there. I mean, Dante Exum was a third pick in the draft, a bust, but still third. Uh, let's take a few texts here before we go to break. We will give away these Racing Louisville uh, four tickets for tomorrow in the next segment. We're going to ask a trivia question. We'll start off the next segment with that. Texas Satterfield and Mac sharing a box in Cincinnati, a box of turds. <laughs> Like that? Oh, you mean Skyline Chili? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I would have bet my next paycheck on you bringing up Skyline Chili right you there. You should use that as a shallow hell bet. There's the reference. Uh, <laughs> At 426. <laughs> we have a lot of people defending Abbott Elementary who think that it's I've never even a heard good of show. It. What well, we on? just talked about it. it I know, but I mean, what channel was it on? I think it's on NBC. It's okay. A, the, the, you said that was the show that we're like, we're talking about this is, reminds us of This Is Us, the way it's marketed. and. Oh, I didn't remember. I was, yeah, okay. I mean, I. That's fine. Texas says Abbott Elementary is a good half-hour comedy, and I always feel like Natasha Leone would be Trevor's match. <laughs> if it's a comedy on network television, I can give it a shot. It would be a nice pull for you, I Natasha Leone. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick her out of bed unless she wanted to sleep on the floor. I mean, yeah. I, I just I can't watch drama on network. Like, it just doesn't do it. I, I, I can't do it anymore. Comedies I can handle if it's done right. Texas says Trevor is the one pronouncing Paltrow, Paltrow correctly, and based on his track record, I thought we should recognize it. 
Is it <laughs> Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow. Is it, is it Paltrow? Was I saying Paltrow? I thought it's Paltrow. I may have, I, based on the way that I just read it, I'm assuming I was saying Paltrow. I think uh, you're right. I mean, it's I'm pretty Paltrow. sure, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. Do, you know what, do you know what movie she starred in? What do you mean? Sell Hell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Texas Abbott Elementary is hilarious. There you go again. I'm giving it a shot. Texas, the guy who sued Paltrow said he could no longer enjoy drinking wine due to the accident. Oh, come on. I did see a lot of stuff. Like, he was like, yeah, his claims were a little bit ridiculous. That's just really, he can't drink wine anymore. Texas, what is happening with all of the emojis from coaches and players? Is there more happening now than just I the Nolan know. Smith? I think coaches should be banned from using emojis. I'm so sick of our like, coaches doing that. That's so annoying. It's so obnoxious. Like, they, it happened all last year. I'm it, like, it's oh. like listening to Say Say No Cap. It just doesn't just, I don't know. It just, it just feels, it's dumb what sounded and looking. I, I just, I, I hate the whole, and media people do it a lot, where it's like the, I know something you don't know. And like half the time, it's like they don't even really know. They're just putting oh, it yeah, everybody yeah. else is. Because there have been times where I've heard. And we can be mad at Dockets for At least Dockets at least gives you a, a point blank lie. There have been times where I've heard the same rumor that everybody is like putting out there. They're like, ooh, could be something coming this weekend. And like I'll be like, I don't think that this is real. But yet it, just, <laughs> it gets everybody fired up and gets everybody moving on. Um, yeah. Let's see. So Nolan Smith put out the, yeah, the, the popcorn eating. And now Sky Clark has retweeted it with a sunglasses, sunglasses, sunglasses. I'm assuming. I mean, is it because he's leaving? Because it did kind of come out of nowhere. I thought he would go to the pro. I mean, to me. What are you like, talking about? Hunter Dickerson? No, I don't think this is about Hunter Dickinson. Oh, it's not? I thought it was. I think this is a little thing. Based on the fact that LLS is the first person to respond, he responded like immediately with like a laughing, crying emoji. I'm, I'm reading between the lines. I think this may be LLS coming back. Just guessing. I mean, I'm just guessing. But all these other players are doing like the uh oh. That would probably mean Minifield's not happening, right? That'd I wouldn't bet on it. That's probably be a safe bet. Would you take Minifield over returning Ellis? I'm, I had to pause and a little breath too coming out of when I thought about it. Probably yeah. You would take Minifield. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I want L to come back. I do. I, I do too, but. L's going to have to get better on defense. I don't want him to come back at the, the cost of maybe losing Minifield. Like L will have to he'll, – he'll, if, if he comes back, he'll have to take on a new role on offense, and he will – like, you can't just take possessions off on defense anymore. And we can say, like, he was doing that last year to save his legs because he had to play so much and we couldn't do anything without him. That can't fly anymore. Like, he's going to have to defend better mm-hmm. this year. And but I now he's got Dennis the Menace behind him. Yeah, that'll help. It will. It will a little but bit. But we've got to we've got to defend better. Um, maybe it's about Hunter Dickinson. Who who knows? Maybe maybe that's what we're choosing to believe. I would. Uh, if they're putting that out there because they, there's a legitimate shot we can get Hunter Dickinson, then yeah. I mean, yeah, you want you want to take two steps back because he pants about to explode. You, yeah, if we get Dickinson, then all, <laughs> all of a sudden everything changes. Yeah, I might jump on the toe of this this Mustang and do a Tony Katane, Tony Katane video imitation over here. Texture says, uh, Mike, as a female listener, I never, ever want to hear you say Satterfield staring seductively ever again. <laughs> Completely cre- creep me out. Well, look at the picture. I mean, I'm not, I'm not describing it incorrectly. No, it is a creepy picture. It's very much a – I think a dude can point out. He, like, he, he purposely like, hey, took ladies, off his glasses now. and put his, like, this hat on. It's a weird look. Is it's he just, single now? No, but he, <laughs> it, looks like, it, it looks like divorced dad. I'm on Instagram for the first time. Put myself back out there. He's on Tinder. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you'd like to swipe, whichever way. Which one's the good one? Swipe, swipe, right. swipe me, swipey. Swipe right. <laughs> I don't even know which one. I don't even know which one it is either. Text says, Trevor, your one-and-done talk hurts me. I'm shocked. Kobe, Garnett, LeBron, Bynum, Kwame Brown, Dwight Howard, only one of those six had an average career, and he still played 12 seasons. If a team is willing to take a shot, I say let them. That's great. You forgot about Leon Smith, Darius Miles. Uh, I mean, I, I can guess I can probably go on. If I give me a minute to think about it. That's what I'm saying. For every one success, there's like five to six failures. Kwame Brown was the, the failure in that group. I'm assuming he's, that's who he's talking about. Well, yeah. Yeah. Eddie Curry, another one that was a bomb. Texas, what's this Nolan Swift tweet about? He loves doing this. He really does. Chandler was okay, but he took a while to do it. Took him like, it was like his eighth year in the NBA by the time he developed, as was Jermaine O'Neal. Texas says, I was at a bar last weekend, and this loudmouth claimed that Cal was going to leave UK after next season, go to USC, and coach Bronny James. Well, Bronny James is not going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> Bronny James is playing this upcoming season, and then he's gone, so that's not going to happen. The only way Cal's going to USC is if he gets fired from UK. Yeah. He's not going. Texas is one legitimate maybe threat because of the money they can offer, but – he ain't going to USC. And Bronny James is not going to USC. Either. No, he's not. No, he's, I, I'll be honest with you, that would be the type of school I described that I could see giving him a shot at doing it, though. Yeah. I could see an infield going, you know what? We're between kind of program, we're between classes right now. I want to keep building something here. Let's bring him in. It's L.A. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. That's actually going to be a bad fit for him. Uh, Texas says the NIL evaluations aren't how much they're being paid. They are valuations based on number of social media followers, and they're effectively meaningless. Yeah, but the Bronny James one is the report is that he's already gotten like $7.2 million from stuff. That's what we read. The evaluation thing, I, I get that. Like, I know they put that. The number two on that list was the, the gymnast from LSU who does make a ton of money. Off she does. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know Haley Van List up there on those lists. She was the only one, I think, in a local player on the list, by the way, yeah. Oh, was she? Well, that yeah. makes sense. She, she was in the lower bottom half of the list, but she was on there, yeah. Texas Abbott Elementary isn't a drama. It's an inner-city public school version of The Office, but not as funny. Oh, I think I have seen a preview for that. Didn't tickle the fancy, but that doesn't mean I won't give it a shot. Texas Ellis is not what we need at two-guard. He's a turnover machine. The turnovers need to cut down, but he, hopefully a two-guard. Yeah, if be, you're a two-guard, you're handling yeah. the ball less. So. I think that's, that's the hope. Yeah. Texas, I'm so glad that Trevor liked the show Shrinking. Good to know that not all of his movie and TV takes are trash. Nope, most of them are pure gold. Texas, they say vacant stare or crazy stare, not seductive, gross. It's a seductive stare. <laughs> it's vacant and seductive. I'm sorry this is making you uncomfortable. He's, be, he's trying to be seductive. <laughs> to me, vacant and seductive are the same thing. Well, that's <laughs> – you don't need to admit that. It's all, it, it can also be described as come hither. Stop. <laughs> one of my favorite pickup lines in the mall, I would do the psst, sexy, psst. And just, this girl's walked by. You'd be surprised how much it worked. I it would be surprised if it worked ever, <laughs> to be quite frank. So, uh, now I'm going to tell that story. <laughs> well done. Way, way to think twice about that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to give away three tickets to uh, four tickets to tomorrow's Racing Loose season home opener at Lynn Family Stadium. Keep it locked right here to find out how you can win those tickets here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here at 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hopefully your weekend is off and rolling to a fantastic start. We were supposed to have Louisville Bats baseball kicking off their season today in Nashville. That has been rained out, so we got a doubleheader for you tomorrow. 6.05 first pitch for game one, which means we'll have the coverage starting at 5.35 with the lovely Nick Curran right here on Big X Sports Radio. Poor Nick's been waiting. You're home of the Bats. I was supposed to do the game with him tonight, and so he's been waiting all this offseason. I don't, I don't think – I guess Jim won't be on there because he only does home games. But uh, he's been waiting all season to talk to me during between innings, and now his game got canceled tonight. I won't be able to – I'm not doing – I was going to do tonight's game. I'm going to be out this couple games. He's, boy, he's got to wait another week for me. That's sad. He's, I mean, I'm sure he's sad about that. He also has to be sad. I mean, he gets done with women's basketball. They come all the way back from Seattle after yeah. last weekend. He's got a quick turnaround, has to go to Nashville with the team. They don't even have the game today. He could have spent an extra day. He's got, I mean, he's got kids. This is a new father. I was at the station almost 11 o'clock at night trying to get this stuff ready for today. He was sending spots at like 9.59 and 10 o'clock to add on. And If I'd known that, I could have just half-assed it last night and didn't finish it tonight. I know. I know. I, That's all right. You it know, is it's, your world. It's, <laughs> we're all just living in it. We're all so sorry. It's like Bobby's world. Hello. My name is Bobby. Please don't laugh. <laughs> is that your Bobby impression? You don't remember the Bobby's world? Of course I remember Bobby's world. Bobby's a terrible world. impression. That's not a kind of my question. Stop. It's a good one. That's not how Bobby talks. It's my name is Bobby. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop doing that. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that bad little laugh to make it uncomfortable. All right. We've got, uh, speaking of home openers, speaking of open season openers, racing Louisville at home for the first time this season. They split. Uh, they shouldn't say they split. They tied with the Houston Dash last week in their NWSL season opener. 0-0. They will play their first game at Lynn Family Stadium tomorrow at 3 o'clock against the Washington Spirit. 1.30 is when the fan zone is going to open up. Should be fun for the entire family. If you want to go to Racing Louisville's home opener tomorrow, we've got four tickets for you. The first person who accurately texts in the right answer to this trivia question to 502-414-1450 is going to win those four tickets. How about this? Racing Louisville is the first club in NWSL history to feature a certain number of players for, I guess players from a certain number of continents. How many continents does the Racing Louisville roster cover? Your guess is incorrect. But the first person who, who texts in correctly their answer to 502-414-1450, you're going to win four tickets to tomorrow's Racing Louisville versus Washington Spirit matchup at Lynn Family Stadium. That correct answer is already in. First guess was correct. Didn't take long. Did not take long. What was it? Six. Oh, I undersold on that one. I you guessed three. three. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought, yeah. Racing Louisville is the first wow. club in NWSL history to have uh, feature players from six different continents on its roster. The Louisvillians already had an international flavor last year with four continents, rep, continents represented, but with the additions of Brazilian midfielder Ari Borges as well as Nigerian forward Uchenna Kanu from South Africa, uh, we've got now six continents covered. We just need an Antarctican. North American. <laughs> so we get... <laughs> Is that what they're called? Antarcticans. <laughs> Antarcticaniac? Is there, there's, I thought there was eight continents. I think there's seven. There's only seven? Yeah. <laughs> Can you name them? I feel like we've done this before and you nailed it. North America, South America. Boom. Uh, uh, Asia. That's correct. Europe. That's correct. you got four. Australia. Yeah. Uh, uh, the North Pole. Antarctica. Antarctica. Was, yeah, we just talked That's about that. Six. Yeah, get see, six. short-term memory and take that. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, it's just blatant racism. <laughs> Central America? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I forgetting overseas? Australia, Asia, Russia? Nope, not a continent. That's just part of you. Yeah, that's part of that's part of England or Europe. You got it. Who am I forgetting? Africa. Oh crap! <laughs> wow, I get the racist comment now. <laughs> I thought you would have gotten it after that comment, but <laughs> it's completely brain farted. Apparently not. Unlike you, I don't see color. <laughs> Just ignore it completely. Apparently. Just ignore it completely. The biggest continent, or the second biggest continent. <laughs> At least I didn't forget North America. That might have been worse. That would have been, been a rough one. That could have been worse, yeah. So the Arctic is the only thing we don't have. We don't have an Antarctican player. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I don't even know if they play soccer in Antarctic. It's, it's probably impossible, right? I don't think you can. It's pretty cold. <laughs> would you care to venture a guess as to the uh, population of Antarctica? Uh, three? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> is it really? There's not a native human population, but about 5,000 people do reside there at research stations during the summer months. Yeah, okay. So, during the summer months. <laughs> I saw, like, do you have any... Because so if I moved there, I could just, like, create my own land, like, like, like Matt Damon and Mars, right? You could be the king of Antarctica if you could somehow make a place that's ha- habit- habitable. Is that the right word? Habitable? Yeah, well, then, um, it's Friday. I feel like, this door, I feel like the DoorDash is going to take forever to get there. <laughs> Which, by the way. Trevor, Antarctic and Trevor <laughs> might be better than Space Camp Trevor. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. You just remind me of something. I looked this up last night. So, I, 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 you got me on, like, there's two things, like, I'm determined to do now. A, ride a horse. Yep. It's like a kid Spencer. And two, like, B. Ken thinks you can. Oh, he said, I thought he said I can't. I think she can. He sent oh. a picture of Hercules on a horse. Oh, never mind. Now thinks you can do it. You're awesome, Ken Spencer. Uh, is the other thing is I wanted to do the no, the, the gra- getting the gravity <laughs> machine. So I'm like Googling. Apparently that's like a myth. Like NASA doesn't actually have like a, a like something you go into that has zero gravity. They give you like some really. I think like, I think I've seen that on the special. Apparently stuff. it's it, apparently it's a Mendoza effect. Like it doesn't actually exist, but it, the rumor is that it's there. You know, I don't know if you heard of that effect, that thing or not. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, it's what it is. Is I looked this up, and like according to like NASA, like a website, like despite popular belief, we don't have an actual chamber that walks in and takes zero all the gravity out, and you just float around and do. But they put you on stuff that, that simulates zero gravity. I don't know if that would be like riding like like something around in a circle really fast or what. I mean. <laughs> I know when I used to I, – I remember when I – I just took, want to see you floating in a box. I, I mean, That's I, all I want. I remember hitting the hill on Westport Road in, in my old Astro van real fast. <laughs> and, like, I, I hopped up off the I, – I mean, I, I jumped up off the seat when I hit the hill. That was some of a no-gravity moment. So I was somewhat disappointed because I wanted to look at – I was willing, like, to pay some money and go on a trip and do this. Like, and get a video of, like, me just flicking you off, being like, hey, I'm floating. It'd be great. Like, yeah, I'd love to see Yeah, it would have been awesome. I'm, but I was so, when I looked it up, I was so disappointed to see that. That they apparently don't actually have that kind of like actual machine exists. I swear, I've seen, I feel like I've watched like documentaries where they're preparing astronauts. In there I think documentary. I think you're confusing it with Armageddon. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I often confuse. I think there's a scene in Armageddon where they're just like literally floating around in like a in like a container. <laughs> or there's a Simpsons episode like that too, I believe. 
when Homer goes to space. <laughs> I just he lets all the chips out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which would be is the funnier image. I still think you and Jockey Silks is better than you and Fallen Astronaut Garb. <laughs> well, like now I'm just imagining. You know, in every bad. Well, I would definitely go Jockey Silks. In every bad space movie, they have like the slow motion shot of the astronauts like walking slow mo like towards like the ship like with their ha- helmet in hand. Like, well, I just want you in that shot. Just like everybody else looking like normal, like like full like. They'd have to speed it up for me to look like I'm walking in slow motion. <laughs> like, like, the, like the like producers like 170 pound 40 somethings holding their helmets and just like you in the back just like just, just walking just slow mo oh, I, I, I could start walking up next to the guy and smack him on the back let's go buddy like I'd probably have like a, a smell yellow can in my other hand I want to see it happen snicker bar and the, like hanging out of my mouth that would be the silks would be nice I, I mean I don't know how much I mean good lord how many worms you got to kill to make that silk we can make that happen. I mean, it's like a whole forest for us. We know, we know people. We know horse people around here. We just call Roush. Roush will, Roush will do it. Oh, we got it. Yeah, Roush is going to pull some strings for us at Derby Time. I'm going to ride that horse. And unfortunately, though, it looks like I'm not going to go into a non-gravity temple. But I want to. I'm going to find the maybe. Maybe I'll take the no-gravity like simulation ones. But I don't know. I feel like I need like for me to get off the ground. I feel like I need pure no-gravity. <laughs> Hundred percent uncut, pure no gravity. Since you said I wouldn't float no gravity, like I'd be in space just standing. No, that's not what I said. That's not what. That's not what I said. (laughs) I'm in one of the the machines. If you went in space, obviously you're going to float. Like I'd be the worst. I don't think you're going to have your own orbit. But I was concerned about. I don't know if the machines have a little bit of a. There's a weight issue. Worst ending to gravity ever. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna don't float away, Trevor. Well, why aren't you floating away, Trevor? You're just standing there. She starts floating around you. <laughs> I just, I'm just standing on the ship. <laughs> I'm just imagining. That's the end. <laughs> I was more imagining one of like what I thought was like the big rooms that NASA had with this. Like everybody goes in there and they turn it on. Like they start floating around. And you're just like standing there, just like what the hell? I would, I would maybe cry if that happened. It sucks. <laughs> you're like you're just, just jumping. You're trying to like get yourself going. I paid for this. Like I just dropped like six hundred dollars for you just to make fun of me. Oh my god! I could have gotten a prostitute for that. I want it to happen. <laughs> we did get our people email today. All right. What did no, Prince, uh, no, Prince Harry slap the? There is up one. Today. Meghan Markle wins bid to dismiss defamation lawsuit filed by half sister Samantha Markle. Oh, that's Samantha. She's a shrewd one. She's winning in court. And then all the other stories of people I don't even know. It's all about the court today. Yeah, a lot of legal stuff happening with the stars. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, I mean, we can invent like a, a gravity-free container, right? I mean. You think we have those abilities at Big X, Sports Radio? I mean, maybe not us here. But, I mean, somewhere there's got to be like Elon Musk has got to put one together, right? I mean, he built a rocket that can land. You can't build a non-gravity chamber? Well, Elon Musk, he's, he's mad because we made a joke about him at the beginning of the show. He's probably not going to uh, help us out now. That was you, not me. You chimed in. You said you must it. I believe you turned <laughs> it into a verb. <laughs> uh, they're taking away all the blue checks on Twitter now. You know that? I saw, I think it's where Braun was like, they're going to make me five bucks for that? No, he like, pulled the cheap joke out, I guess. I mean, I'm not paying for my blue check. I'll pay for one. Well, you're gonna, I, don't even get, I don't even have one. I'm just five bucks? Okay. I'm not doing it. But uh, me, give me that blue check. I want two. Here's ten. I love that they're like, the, only the blue checks will be allowed to vote in polls. I'm like, because everyone's using their the scientific the polls? Twitter polls. The Mike Rutherford Show question of the day now is going to be ruined. We do it every day. <laughs> Today's question may never be answered. Do you think Trevor can float non-gravity? <laughs> we, this is going to be the last Mike Rutherford Show question of the day today. Oh, no. 
Yeah, I mean, I we I'm, have to pay for it then. I'm not gonna do it. Like, I mean, we only I, how many people are gonna pay for this thing? I don't know. We'll have like five votes. You know, it's funny. Everybody keeps saying it, but within like it's gonna within a couple of years, it's gonna be standard to like to pay for it, and people are doing it on a regular basis. Probably. I don't think so, man. You don't think so? Maybe you're right. Like, I don't, it's just because I don't think Elon Musk and, and like most of the Twitter we don't like don't like Musk because. If it was somebody that was more favored by the by the, by the Twitter by Twitter fan base, you think it would they'd be embrace it more? Maybe because Musk is the bad guy. He, can, he but like, partially because he's doing stuff like this. Like well, people I are guess, like, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's just changing up Twitter so much. Well, I thought it was just because he like he, was gonna, he threatened to let Trump back on. And everybody was like, no, he did let Trump back on. Yeah. He brought him back. Um, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. Trump has 140 characters. <laughs> Somebody, I guess people are just getting their, their last likes now because, like, you know, people. You know, there was that brief period where people would change their names and they'd have a blue check and they paid for it. And this guy who's <laughs> made his name Ted Cruz with blue check just tweeted, "I've got an ass for radio." <laughs> and it made me laugh. I enjoy it. Uh, a couple of texts here before we, we call it a, uh, a day on the second hour here, and then turn our attention to hour number three. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's. Text line. Texas says James Lang is another straight to the NBA bust. Yep, that was another one that Tino lost as well. Yeah, I think that's why the that's why he passed out. away. I believe. <laughs> Do you really? I think so. I didn't know that. I could be wrong, but I thought he passed away at some point. Yeah, he was he was a pretty big dude. Uh he uh, yeah. Based on the pictures, he is. Uh he's still alive. Oh, he's alive. Well, sorry, Thankfully, I'm, I was gonna be sad about I'm sorry, James. I don't know why I thought that. Um. Speaking of big dudes, he was a big guy. I mean, he was like he was like two seventy five and, and coming out of high school. So he's probably like four hundred by now. Yeah, he yeah. probably ain't riding a horse. Texas, is it true that the supply is limited? Uh, the golf cards, yes, it is. Of the golf cards, yes. Yeah, that's not. This is a radio talk. We literally sell out of those every year. We do. We talked about them last yeah, year. They, there's, there's no. I mean, I know you could be like, oh, they're just giving us radio. Radio chatter and yada yada. No, we sell out of those. We've been doing them now and if 11 you, years, I think, and every year we've sold out. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the annual Big X golf card, which gives you a chance to play six of the best courses in this, in this area for just $25 a round. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457 for your chance to get this. And supply is limited. Get yours today. Uh, the, card, the courses we're talking about are Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and then new this year is Park Mammoth, which was named the number three best new course nice. in the nation by Golf Digest. If you want to check out Park Mammoth, by the way, you can go to their website, parkmammothgolfclub.com, and see just how stellar this course is. But six courses, $25 per round. It's a great deal. The Big X golf cards are now available. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Now, are most of those like private courses anyway? No. They're not. I know we've had we've had club courses before on the card. I didn't know which ones that they still were or not. I I mean I've played at Old Capital, I've played at Valley View, I've played at Wooded View. Okay. I've not played at the other three. Okay. And the other the, the first three I know where we just made tea times and went up there. Okay. Uh, well maybe I maybe the man I pro I know I mean our private course is more open to allowing non members nowadays now, especially since post COVID as well. I don't think so. I think they're still know. private, private for a reason. I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I used to. I mean, I've never played on that. You know, you know me when it comes to golf knowledge. I don't know squad. We'll get you out there. We'll get you swinging some clubs. Old Capital was. Uh, I think. I think I may have said this. I think some people. I remember people texting and saying they had the same experience. There's one hole where like the this little like kind of lake creek goes over the bridge, and they're like, just like, don't worry about it. Just drive your golf cart over it on, on nine. You'll be fine. And I'm like. 
Like we're driving across. I'm like, this is like rushing water drilling our carts. <laughs> but it was a nice course. It was fun. We had a good round. I look forward to riding my cart around there on a, on a golf scramble. We did the stupidest thing ever. We did like a, a buddy of, uh, of ours. He gets a, he used to get a box for work once a year at the Cincinnati, at Cincinnati Reds game. And so he would just take us all. We do it turn into like a guy's weekend. We'd get the suite, we'd drink, and like go out to Cincinnati and stay up there. And we did this terrible thing. We should have we rectified it later. We'd play golf during the day and then go to the Reds game at night and stay in the hotel and turn it into like a one day thing. But we did the whole night before and then drove to play Old Capitol in Indiana, which is like a two hour drive. Like hung over as hell to play golf the next day, which is a terrible decision. Uh, but it ended up being it was a fun round of golf. But it was supposed to be hung over at the end of golf. Exactly. Not before it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly. It was a just terrible choice. Texas. Oh my God! That Bobby's world impression is horrifying. <laughs> Stop doing it. Stop doing it. That was not an invitation. What is wrong with my brush of Bobby? You don't like my Bobby brush? Oh, Mike. Texas. Smile. I think a lot of people <laughs> have not listened to the show and heard you do the Mendoza Mandela effect because a lot of people oh, are like, it's Mendoza. It. It's perfect. <laughs> one, that was one of our, our very first show things was when I tried to explain the Mandela effect to you. You did not get it at all. That was and then you just kept referring to it as the Mendoza effect. <laughs> and that's what led to Pterodacto. That is that how Pterodacto started? <laughs> yeah, because I was you brought it up and I made a reference to a picture, the, the classic old picture of the miners with the giant Pterodacto bird. That people think it was like a real picture, but it, it was actually a Photoshop later on. <laughs> Nobody thinks it's a real picture of miners with a pterodactyl. Yeah, they do, because it looks real. It, <laughs> no. Does have TK take a zero-gravity flight? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't – I mean, a plane? I don't know. Texas Trevor can only float in fish-scale gravity. Is that? I don't get the joke. I don't either. Is, is that a reference to something? I'm sorry, Texter. I missed it. It went over my head. I'm 6'3", so that's pretty hard to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bobby, Bobby's world voice. It's a Bobby's world voice. Oh, Mike, don't make fun of my voice. It's so bad. Why are you so mean to Bobby? Why Why? Why? give Bobby a hug? Is Bobby having a stroke? Bobby, not, Bobby just wanted to make you smile, Mark. I'm not convinced you ever watched just, Bobby's World at this just, point. <laughs> I don't think you know what show you're doing an impression of. Just, just smile with Bobby. You're making Bobby sound like just, a molester. If just, Satterfield just, just, <laughs> spreads that picture, out had a voice. It would, Hello, recruits. Would you like to come play at Cincinnati? <laughs> I think it's kind of getting better, maybe a little bit. <laughs> it's growing on you a little bit. It's there. not growing on me. It's still creepy as hell, but it's, so I think you're getting closer to the actual Bobby. So world. we're going to do a show, me and Bobby and you and Mickey Mouse? No. <laughs> we're making a final today. We're making him laugh like Woody Woodpecker, too. I don't know what, what, why, why that's happening. But it's not really. It's me, Bobby. Stop. Stop. <laughs> now it's back to Scream Me Out. We love you, my Okay, baby. that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I love her toast. All right, we're taking a break. When we come back, <laughs> stop, stop. We're taking a break. When we come back, the 5 o'clock hour is up next. Reminder, we're at Oxmoor Ford here. For Truck Month, they got 0% financing on new F-150s and the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles in Kentucky and are right here at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by and see us. Get us a car. Get yourself a car and you know, avoid Trevor's Bobby voice, please. Buy me a car. Send me a ride. Take a break. 5 o'clock hour is up next here on 1450 <laughs> and 96.1, The Big X. The old man is down the road.
Welcome in every 5 o'clock hour here the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Happy weekend to you. Happy Friday to you. Final four weekend last weekend with college hoops for a long, long time. Let's embrace it and mm. soak it up. Let's uh, have it. I mean, it's, it's Next to be the NFL draft, I guess, really. Next big event? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I know you don't embrace it like I do. but I don't. I, it but is, I like it. It's big for me. It's one of my favorite events. Uh, it used to be the NBA draft, but we'll avoid that for a little while. Uh, but, yeah, I still love the NFL draft. We've got – it's, it's kind of a gross day. I mean, it would be nicer if it was the weather was better. This is not raining. It was pouring as I was pulling in. Now it's, at least it's yeah. stopped raining since we've been here. It's kind of been gross. But it I is, guess it's all coming from Nashville, apparently. Is that the is that room? I mean, happening? that's the clothes. That's why the bad, where the bats were. So we've got Final Four weekend. We've also got the mystery of what Nolan Smith is tweeting about. And I think I've narrowed it down to three possibilities. Okay. So we've got Nolan Smith. He, he put out there – Behind door one. He put out there the I'm eating popcorn, leaning back gif, which got him in trouble a while back, but this time just pretty straightforward. And, like, you've got a lot of current players chiming in. you got Sky Clark quote-tweeting it. you got people, like, being like, ooh. I think there are three possibilities here, okay. and I'm leaning heavily towards one. Number the, one or one of the them? The first possibility that we, that we had out there was, like, this, was, this happened right after the news of Hunter Dickinson announcing his transfer from Michigan broke. And it was just like, ooh, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm watching this. I don't think that's what's happening. Okay. The second possibility was LL's responded very quickly with a laughing so hard I'm crying emoji. Maybe this is in reference to L saying, I'm coming back. Okay. The third rumor. So this Churchill Abbas kid that we've been talking about for a long time, he was rumored to be a guy who was going to follow closely after Emmanuel Okorafor. Mm-hmm. He just, I think, today or yesterday, wrapped up his the, the BAL league and has apparently, according to people, been focused on selecting his school. He hadn't been doing any recruiting stuff. He's been looking forward to, to kind of getting into the college flow. There's a lot of talk that Louisville, because they got in on him before everybody else, is the leader, and there's a lot of talk that he's got an NIL deal and he's going to come here. That, I think this could be in reference to that. I think the third possibility to me is the strongest. I think this, this might have something to do with Churchill Abbas. Nothing against Churchill Abbas, but if there's anything that sums up the Kenny Payne era at this early stage, it's getting us excited. We're getting Hunter Dickinson, who end up with Churchill Abbas. I, I I would be excited about Churchill. I'm Abbas. not. I'll I, say yeah, that. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about it. He may probably know he's going to come out and be a great. Dickinson player. clearly is better. But yeah, right now. but in terms of like excitement, I mean, this is us getting our hopes up because we think it may be a Hunter Dickinson thing, and instead, you know, not we're not getting DJ Wagner. We're getting you know, a core four. You know, that's. that's not hopefully abyss is is going to be a better a better but I hope his name is not pronounced abyss. I wanted it to be. It'd be, it'd be it's a bad name for basketball. Oh no, no, it's awesome. Sinking lower in the abyss. Yes, think about it. we have we have on our protecting the rim. We've got Dennis the Menace, and if you enter the abyss, you'll never be the same. Churchill Downs. Churchill Abyss. I'm going by Abyss. I think it's a cool name. Well, it was a good name for a wrestler. We'll see. But those are the uh, – everyone's trying to figure out what Nolan Smith is, is tweeting about as he continues to do the vague the vague tweets to keep us all guessing. Maybe he just went to the movies. Uh, yeah. He, he, Maybe he's probably know he just went to see – what was the John Wick movie just came out? Maybe he's at the John Wick movie. You know we always do this with, with the actual <laughs> players where it's like, you know, they'll tweet out like, oh, no, like this again. And you're like, is it about – like? Have they been benched? Are they suspended from the team? Yeah. Like, it, it's just likely that like a girl like turned him down for a date or something. Hey, what did I tell and, like, you? <laughs> now we're doing the same thing with assistant coaches. Yeah. It's like, who knows? Maybe Nolan Smith, just his kid, did something silly at school, and he's watching the show. Right. Just, I don't think that's what's happening, but I guess it's possible. In which case, if you're a player or a coach, you've got to know what you're doing with that. I mean, you, 
That's just mean if it's not related to something that could be fan-related. I'm assuming it is. I would hope it is. I'm assuming Otherwise, it is. it's just kind of a cruel thing to do. I still think it's annoying with the whole just gift, just put a gift with no context. I just, no. Yeah, the issue is sometimes, like, the, the football staff last year was doing it a lot, but it would always happen, like, 15 minutes before a kid was – like, when they, when they would do the eyeball emojis, or like they were like, another one, like, you knew a kid was about to commit. Okay, yeah. And that was great, but, like – I feel like with basketball, we've had this happen like a decent amount, and then just like nothing happens, or we still don't know yeah. what's going on. So, Got our hopes up. hopefully, this is something that's about to happen, that's imminent, and we're not sitting here guessing again on Monday. Yeah, wishing one hand and bleeping the other, see it fills up first there, Mike. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we'll find out. Uh, we've got odds on the most. If you had to, to wager, you know, you are a betting man. We're getting betting in Kentucky now. That happened yesterday. I saw, now, so what, this, how long do I got to wait for this to come into effect? I believe it'll be this January. Is so we've got to wait until next year. Gotta wait which next is understandable. I know it usually waits a while. We'll have medical marijuana. We've got medical marijuana and gambling on the same day. Pretty nuts. Well, i got plenty of time to stub my toe and get a card. <laughs> there you go. Robbie uh, runs from marijuana. Stop. <laughs> Want to puff the magic We're leaving that bleep in 4 o'clock hour. Leave, leave that... That crap in the second hour. Gonna pass the two bigger Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hawk that thing all day, buddy? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> if you were betting on the most outstanding player, yeah. is there anybody who would stand out to you? <laughs> like for the final four? Yeah, right now. Going into the weekend, because you can get good odds if you can, because it always, it almost always, is going to be from the winning team. I'm assuming. Uh, I'm, I'm the, the 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 UConn guard we just talked about. Earlier. Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins. He'd probably be one. He'd probably be my top choice. He usually goes to a guard. It's like yeah. a safe bet. Um, Sonogo would probably be second. So Adama Sonogo is the betting favorite right now. Yeah, I could, at okay. plus two sixty. Hawkins is right behind him at plus two seventy. Everybody else is twelve plus twelve hundred or worse. Yeah, I was gonna say I would. Uh, Wong the is kid plus twelve hundred. Wong, the uh, the the Davis kid, John from Davis, F- FAU. Um, I guess Trimmel maybe from Trimmel. From, Trimmel. You, you, you're them all like, in order. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, from from San Diego State. Uh, even though he wasn't their leading scorer, he's just been their hottest player. I think he was I the leading scorer in the tournament. But yeah, yeah, he, he Matt Bradley's been their best player this year, but he has not cold. made a shot at all in the tournament. Yeah, I, I knew I couldn't remember the name. Um, yeah, I mean that would be. I mean, honestly, anybody past that would be. Just, just hoping. Just you're really just grasping at straw. Now yeah. Jordan Miller is plus two thousand. Jordan Miller who scored twenty seven points and did not miss a shot in the Elite Eight. So he would. I can get decent odds. Well, on okay. Him. Nigel Pack, Pack. Yeah. He's plus two thousand. Bradley, if you think that maybe you know San Diego State can make a run here and he could heat up, uh, he's plus two thousand. So, but Sonogo and Hawkins are the, the they're the shortest money right now as far as MOP updates are. Our odds are. I think that's. I think that's probably right. It also just goes to show how much of a heavy favorite UConn is going into this. Oh game. yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they, they don't have. They, would they have a third player on that list anywhere? Did uh, you mention or not? Uh, the yes, Andre Jackson is okay. plus fifteen hundred. He's kind of and he's a you know, he's a stat sheet filler, but he's not a big scorer. So he's a guy that I, I I don't like his odds. I would not bet on him to be like he. I think he had ten, nine, and eight in the Elite Eight game, but the eight were points. Like he just doesn't shoot. People play. He's the guy that they play way off of and kind of acts as a point forward. And we have, have we had really a surprise MOP? Well, last year it was uh, they shook on the big dude. And they gave it. Who they gave it to last year? Was it Remy? Whoa! No, they ended up. They gave it to um, O'Shea Abaji, but they no, should have given it to the, um, the center. I can't. David McCormick. Yeah, thank you. The year before that, I guess was who won the. I'm, I can't remember MOPs anymore. Uh, Have we had a surprise one in recently? Dante DiVincenzo came that off was, the bench for Villanova. one came to my mind. Obviously, Hancock for us would have been a surprise. Yeah, those are the only two, I think, most of them have been, sixth men. But most of them have been your, your not, not out of the – 
because both those, I mean, would I would think would safe to say at the time were out of the, you know, out of the thinking outside the box with well, who to win it. No one probably they were probably pretty good odds. I would say both of them did. Yeah, it's almost. I mean, it's almost always a guard from the best team. Well, usually yeah. it was uh, Jared Butler from Baylor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kyle Guy from Virginia, and the 2018 was that was both of them probably would have been top top favorites going into that final four at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they were both the better. They were probably the favorites in both the final fours, and they were the best player on both teams. If not Hunter, maybe for for Virginia, Napier, Kemba, like all. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's it's, it's, it's going to be a guard more times than not. When was the last big man to win it? Gotta look it up. I mean, I know Olajuwon won it in '83 as on a losing team, but since then, I mean, did Okafor win it, or did they give it to Ben Gordon? In 04. Yeah, maybe that, that comes to the mind. Mac Okafor won it. Okay. Shaw May won it the year after him. Yeah. Joe Kim Noah won it the year after him. Okay, there's a big – okay, so that we had a nice little run in the mid We had a string, but I don't think you've seen – I mean, Kyle Singler was a forward. Anthony Davis for Kentucky in yeah. 2012. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But he's the last one. Since since Anthony Davis, Luke Hancock, Shabazz Napier, Tyus Jones, Archie Diacono, Joel Berry, DiVincenzo, so Kyle Guy, so all guards. Yeah, decade yeah. straight, yeah. I mean, it's just more times than not. It's going to be a guard. Yeah. Safe money. I mean, the better odds would be finding one that gets an odds it off a losing team like Olajuwon did, which would never happen again. What's your just broad topic here? Outside of Final Fours that UofL has played in, what's your favorite Final Is there a memorable Final Four that sticks out to you that you just liked as a fan for whatever reason? Well, other than 13. <laughs> I said, besides the ones that UofL played in. Oh, besides UofL played in. Okay, I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, the nostalgic is, is is a key to it though. Like uh, the, the early '90s ones, like 90, uh, 92, 93, 94, uh, in that age were, were some of my favorite years. Uh, watching you know, like Florida versus Duke, I'm still getting mad that Adrian Lang took that that charge. I think it was a bad call on on, on the the guard for Florida. I can't remember his name now. Dion something. Uh, but outside that, I mean. <sighs> No, I can't really think of one that really sticks out to like, oh, yeah, that Final Four, that was – I mean, there's, there's been good games, and it, but not one that's like, oh, man, I'll never forget that Final Four. No, I can't. I really like the 99 Final Four. Where, uh, See, that one spoiled for me because of Ohio State, Ohio though. State got beat yeah. by, by when UConn. They lost to UConn, I never – Duke beat Michigan State. To this day, I've never watched the UConn-Duke uh, game. The UConn-Duke game was great. Because like, I was so mad. I, I was in eighth grade. I was, like, super – I mean, I, I was always super into college basketball, but, like, that year especially, I was just like – and I thought it was just such a – Duke winning seemed to be this big foregone conclusion. It kind of felt like this year's Final Four, even though you had three one seeds that year. Like UConn was a, is a heavy favorite now. Duke was such a heavy favorite, and UConn was the you know they finally got into a Final Four for the first time, and just winning it was just a it was well, such how, a great game. How old were you? Ninety nine. Fourteen. It was Six, so, so I say yeah. I say twelve thir- ninety two ninety three ninety four. That's twelve thirteen fourteen yeah. for me. So I think it, I think it's, it is an age thing. It's that, that period. I think time, that yeah. yeah that you have to do it because there's always going to be a nostalgic. Blinders on for anybody when they look back on it. St. Pete. That's St. Saint Pete going to the Final Four? No, St. Pete was where the Final oh. Four was. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, okay. Was it? I don't remember that. Yeah, in 99. I just remember the Buckeyes run. They beat St. John's in the Elite Eight with uh, uh, Eric, uh, Eric uh, what was that Eric guy's name? Not Murphy. Oh, Eric Barkley. Eric Barkley, uh, Ron Artest, and Pascal, I think, was on that team as well. It was a good over St. John's team, actually. Yeah, the last time that they were, well, I guess they were good the year after, but got upset. Yeah. Yeah, that was their last like serious run. Though was that elite? Who was the? Do you remember the one seed that Ohio State beat in that tournament? Because they were a four seed in '99. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn nailed it with uh, Cliff uh, uh, Cliff Porter. That's right. Yeah, uh, Cliff. No, Cliff Ellis was the coach. Porter was the the player. I can't what was remember. his first name. 
It wasn't Cliff. I can't remember. It was Cliff Ellis was because I remember they they called the group like the Cliffhangers, and uh, he, he was an athlete. Chris Porter. Chris Porter, yeah, pure athlete. Not a great, not the greatest basketball player, but pure athlete. Apparently went to jail. Doesn't surprise me. First result is a mugshot on. Does not really shock me because he was yeah, he didn't play in the NBA hardly at all. He may have had a cup of coffee. Well, this was recent. No. Uh, yep. That's not good. So, <laughs> sex charges. Because UConn was the one seed as well. Ohio State was a four. Duke, I think, was probably a one that year. Chris Porter looks rough, man. He's only 32. <laughs> this looks like that. Uh, sex charges and DUI and drug possession. But yeah, the 94 one with Arkansas, Duke, Florida. and That's uh, a good final four. That, that one's one of my favorites. I mean, like I said, Duke beating Florida in the lead end and UConn beat uh, – or not, not when UConn um, – who did Arkansas beat in another Final Four game that year, 94? Was it UCLA? No, that was 95. They lost to them. Because they played them again in. Who did they play? They beat Virginia in the lead eight. Arkansas, Duke, Zona. Zona. Oh, yeah. The team that beat us in Sweet 16, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Then a year later, got knocked out by Mario Ohio. Yeah. Suck it, Damon Stoudemire. I farted on that one. We need revenge on Damon Stoudemire now. George Tech. Had oh, we're going to get it. Don't worry. We're gonna, revenge justice for 94. And guess what? It starts on the football field coming up here in just a few months. Damn right. That's how we're starting Damn off. right. We're going to be like, you think this is bad. What do you see we do your basketball team, Mighty Mouse? <laughs> You're going to hope you had some of that weed from your Portland days still on you. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texas says, Churchill, a badass. That's more like it. I like that one too, yeah. I've So his highlights, like, he is a – Ferocious player, and I know a core four is clearly a little bit of a work in progress. Like Abbas, he just—I know we do the everyone when you ever you have a player that's kind of an offensive project as far as skill set, but is big and physical and can dunk. Everyone compares him to Trez. Like he could be a Montrez era, like freshman year. He does finish the way that Trez finished, which we haven't had a player like that in a long time. I saw the picture. I mean, look, like he's had a little more meat on him than Trez did, though. He's a, yeah, he's very large. Yeah, core four. I can see the because of the skinniness, especially. But. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw the picture, I'm watching highlights of him. When I saw the picture of him, I think, I think one of them you posted, I was like, he's got a little meat on him. His What's his measurement? Is he 6'10", 6'11", technically? Like, what, 240, maybe 250? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, I want to say I want to say he's like 6'9", 6'10". I don't think he's not no, okay. bigger than that. I prefer culture to 6'11", but I'll take it. He is 6'7". No, it's 6'9", 6'9", 245. 6'7", 245. They said he was 6'7", going into last year. He's now 6'9". Um, so he's still a year later yeah. at 245. Somebody else has him at he had on his own profile. He says six eight, uh, but six nine is what we're going with. Okay, so not not a towering guy, but a power forward at best. I mean, he played center in college. I yeah, play. I mean he's he also. I mean, from what I've understood this entire time, he'll be eligible for next year too. Like he's technically a member of the class of 2023. So if we sign him, it's not like you know we're waiting. Like he can play for us next year, but. We'll see. Um, I'm hopeful. He'd be a nice little help. Um, but is he a guy who, like, makes you right away? Like, my, my concern is that we're going to have this year. This is he on the level of Hunter Dickerson? God, well, no, no of course, course not. not. He's not that. I mean, Dickerson's one of the best big men in college basketball. Yeah. I, my concern is that we're going to have all this promise and all these, like, young kids, that, and we're still going to win, like, 10, 11, 12 games, and then everybody's going to be saying, well, you know, you got it's a young team. They showed so much promise. And it's like, are we going to do – like, we're putting all of our eggs in just – Everything clicking in year three, and if it doesn't, then we've wasted three years of our time. Like that's kind of my concern. It's why, as excited as I am about getting these players that we're getting right now, you've still like to have a shot next year. You've got to get three, four years of experienced college players 
from the transfer portal. Like that has to happen. The only positive in this report is if we that is the case, and we feel like we do have wasted three years. At least in basketball, I think it's it's unlike football and in probably any other sport. You can if you bring in the right coach within one year, you can turn it around just like that. That's the hope for sure. I mean, that's it, no, it can be done. I mean, it, whether we do it or not is you're right. Another question. We thought we maybe had it with KP, and it clearly we don't. But I mean, it's I mean, we've seen it. There's universities and programs that are below us in terms of prestige and probably no money handed out that have turned it around right away. Texas says I thought there was a stupid rule that non-American citizens couldn't get NIL. They can't while they're on American soil, which is why. UK took that trip to the what, the Bahamas this year, and Oscar Shibway did like two million dollars worth of NIL stuff when he was there in those in like three days, and so like right now Churchill Abbott's not being an American. Like if he signs with Louisville, they can get him NIL stuff before he officially comes over here, and he can cut some deals and do some things and get him some money. And I think that that would probably be the plan. So if you're a foreign player, you can't make no money unless it's on in the, you're in the country that you claim. You said no, just or you're from. You have to be overseas. You have to be out of out of the, out of the states where American law doesn't apply. But if you're like, it's like, like running Bovada, <laughs> like Oscar Shibway did a bunch of endorsements for for products that they set up for him to cut all these ads, cut all these deals, and do all this stuff while they were in the Bahamas. But if he were trying to, you know, do something for a car dealership in Lexington when he got back, couldn't do it. Which would be, I guess, why you would have Jacob Toppin instead of Shibway on that commercial. Yeah, exactly. Not, nothing Speaking against, of Jacob Toppin, declare for the draft. Today. Nothing against Toppin. I'm just saying you almost, you know, you, maybe he's just a better actor than Shibway probably now. He's a great actor. He did well. He did well, yeah. But he's, he's apparently gone now. He's not coming back. I well, saw that's that. good. He brother can get him a job somewhere. Texas, did you see that Grady Dick declared for the draft? The consensus among uh, opinion among NBA scouts is even though he's got a good stroke from deep, his D leaves a lot to be desired. I did see that. He is going to ride the Tyler Hero coattail and hope to get picked very early. You think he'll be that early? I think he'll go first round. Is he in, in like mock drafts right now? I don't know, but because I, I, I like his game, I like his game. I don't, I don't think I would have gone pro right away if I was him. But again, the NBA is a monkey see, monkey do league, and if they, you see a guy like we talked about the high school kids, and I, I warned, you know, that was like you didn't want to, you had to save themselves from themselves with that rule. Tyler Hero, I mean, six five, and that what, and that what. What Grady is like six four, six five. NBC's mock draft that came out today has him going tenth overall. Yeah, I mean, Mavs. Yeah, I'm telling you, they, it's they, the NBA sees that and they're like, we don't want to get Tyler Heroed. We got burned. Miami got him at like what ten or eleven. We're not going to fall for it. It's gonna and what's going to happen is you, it's gonna, you got to get two or two of them to be big busts for the NBA starts doing stops doing that. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be Grady Dick or not. I'm just saying it'll be. That's what that has to happen. It is kind of crazy to see like all these mock drafts and you're realizing. You know, we talk, one of our talking points on the show was how little true freshmen were, in, were impacting college basketball this past season outside of Brandon Miller. And yet you still have, like, Cam Whitmore, who, I mean, Villanova was bad this year and, like, he didn't do that much. Like, he's going to be a top 10 pick. No. Anthony Black from Arkansas and Nick Smith, who were both kind of like whatever players for Arkansas, they were part of the reason why they underachieved so much. Nick Smith, they're, particularly, yeah. They're still going to be lottery picks. Grady Dick, who was good for, for Kansas, but wasn't their best player or anything this year. He's going to be a top. Jordan Hawkins is maybe the well, exception. Well, even Tyler Hero was a, was a role player in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, cars. I mean, it's a car. Okay, Casey Wallace, who you know was a was a really good player for Kentucky in spurts, but wasn't like a he wasn't the type of impact one and done freshman that they've had in the past. He's still going to be a top fifteen pick. Um, I saw today Jalen Hood and Shafino uh, from Indiana declare for the draft. He's going to go. That, yeah. He's probably going to be a top twenty pick. Like that's, it's just yeah, that's a waste of a pick for somebody. I kind of think so too. I don't get yeah, that's 
Yeah, he he, he kind of made me mad. I felt like him trying to do too much and not deferring more to, to Jackson Davis in that game against Miami. He's going to pick way higher than TJ. I know he is. I mean, that's just – but that, you know what? That's just, that is the style of the NBA more than it is actually basketball players. Texas, I love uh, Abbas' attitude. I said I, – he said that he's an assassin in the paint – the program sorely missed that swagger. I did like that interview that's kind of made its rounds where he's talking about dunking on people and being an assassin in the paint. It's, he definitely has a lot of chestiness to him, which I like. Right. Texas says cheers to the Mike Rutherford show. Thank you. Cheers to you. I wonder, I wonder he's got, I mean, the way he Jacob described him, he well got done. like a Gary Trent-like kind of body build. I mean. Texas says this show is incredible. I think that's when you were doing your Bobby voice. And then there's, I guess, cheersing. His, he's got a beer. His well, wife has a nice club, a glass of white wine. Apparently, T, TJ says the voice is awful. It's terrible. Scoots agreed with him. I was hurt by that personally. Everyone agrees. I told you on air it's awful. It makes me uncomfortable. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. We're going to share a latte together. Stop. <laughs> I'm just imagining now this poor couple like cheersing in a restaurant with like our show on the phone as you do that voice in public. <laughs> Cheers to you guys. Isn't just a wonderful time, honey? Texas says uh, it's not a stupid rule. They don't have a work visa. It's not an NCA rule. It's an immigration issue. It's a rule nonetheless. I mean, whether you find it stupid or not, I guess is irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I guess I mean, this is. I mean, I, I guess yeah. I mean, well, no. I mean, you can get a work visa and still. Do nil? Could you? I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100. Like I don't have. I'm not like a, you know, a lawyer or anything. But I mean, there's a lot of people come over here on work. Just work visas only. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. And I'm pretty sure school visa probably falls under the same category. I mean, I do think it's silly that a guy like Oscar Sheboy couldn't make money off of an IL in the country. Like, that that is stupid. I didn't know that either. Seems silly to me. Yeah. Texas is Junior Bridgman funding all this NIL stuff for KP. I don't. I think he's a part of some of the things. I don't. I, it's not just one person. Like there is, from what I've been told, there are like six to eight people who I think refer to themselves as NIL or KP's NIL crew is like the name that, that's happening right now. The new and crew. they're look, they're getting stuff done. That's we've been wanting this to happen for a while. They're they're making plays. Can we get T-shirts made up? I want to be in the crew. <laughs> the KP crew. Can I chip in like five bucks? Just yeah, be part of the crew. I can't just buy a shirt. That's how I got in the Latin club. I paid $10 for a Latin club teacher to Wagner, and I got to become a member. Uh, someone has photoshopped mm-hmm. your vacant, sultry face next to Scott Satterfield's here. The <laughs> game. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, your mouse, I thought that was a joint in his mouth. <laughs> oh, like the, the, Wait, the, the your dot. little mouse clicker was right in front of his mouth. You guys have a very similar expression on your face. There's a belief that that could have been like, taken like next to each other. There's Scott Satterfield with Borat in a swimsuit. <laughs> I never got Borat. At a room. Scott, I don't even know what that is. There's, There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of Satterfield photoshops. <laughs> All good. The one with you and Satterfield is the best. I kind of want to make that my like profile picture now. That means like hanging out with Sats. <laughs> Me and Sats. Me and Sats just chilling at a Redskins. Making fun of Brian Brown. <laughs> me trying to me. That's what. Why do you keep hiring Brian Brown? <laughs> Your boys say. I'll, I'll I'll buy you a mini helmet with ice cream in it, Coach. If you just fire Brian Brown. <laughs> Your boys say Texas in this. Oh, God. I think that Grady Dick joke was full of puns. Maybe reread that text. <laughs> <laughs> We're aware, my man. You, you, you think? <laughs> Texas says, did Trevor begin smoking cigarettes at the age of six like J. Cole did? Apparently he said that. He's six? No. Six is, is yeah, it's That's two. way early. No, I was 
He began smoking cigarettes regularly at six years old. No, I wouldn't even regularly till probably like closer to high school. Like I'd sneak them out, like and go up to like the Briscoe and buy them out of the machine and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, but I didn't like I wouldn't like a pack a day or anything like that. Of course, it was easier to go to Shell Station and once for road. The old man would buy dollar twenty five a pack. God, those days are old. Go in there just a pack of Marlboro Lights, dollar twenty five, sir. Never once I'd eat. I think I was probably like fourteen, maybe. Just the good old days, man. I miss those days. Sure you do. Mostly because I miss paying a dollar twenty-five a pack. <laughs> it's like six dollars now. Trying to price you out of your bad habit. It's good luck. I know. Uh, your boy says that cigarettes are gross. Yeah. Well, you know what's gross? I don't like cigarettes. Stop. Say you not. Why you not like cigarettes? Texas, there was talk last night in some circles that a badass was working on getting new paperwork together to come back to the state, so I'd lean towards the Nolan being in reference to a badass. I, I'm sorry, I'm thinking that that's the, yeah, that's the, that's what was being referenced here. Right after Hunter, though, feel the room, Nolan. Come on, dude. I wonder if, like, I two, mean, seriously, read the room, man. Because have you ever done the thing where, like, you put it out there, like, you're like, you're like, you're like not just, like, with sports or whatever, but, like, you're like, hey, I, Got some good news today, and like the people that are around you, like guess something that's like so much better than your actual good news that it makes you feel bad. Well, I haven't done that since I was like probably 12 years on social media. You're, you're, you're like, yeah. I got a bonus today. How much do you think I got? Like, Mary, be like thirty-five thousand dollars. I'm like, well, it's two hundred bucks, but <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool. Just short. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel like this was. Like his his tweet coinciding with the Hunter Dickinson news, getting everybody fired up is kind of uh, yeah, kind of yeah, poor timing. Yeah, it is very poor timing. But that's he can't help that. He didn't. He maybe talking about April Fool's Day poor timing, Joe. I mean, this is not poor. T- Come on, Nolan. You got to be on Twitter, man. Texture says that's handsome Squidward, the Satterfield pig. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a break. Squidward, the guy from SpongeBob. From SpongeBob, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, again, if you have heating or air conditioning needs this summer, it's about to get uh, super warm again, I think. I mean, I, I keep assuming it's going to get warm at some point. If your AC goes out, call our guys over at AirServe today at 502-785-8600. AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Uh, at AirServe, they've got technicians available for you 24-7. They're like EMTs for your HVAC. Anytime, any day, AirServe will have a technician available to come out to your home or your place of business and fix your problem. Again, the phone number, 502-785-8600, and the website's airserve.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show live from Oxmoor Ford here in the heart of St. Matthews on 1450 The Big the Seven Bridges Southern sky, and if ever you decide, you should go. We belong together. Don't do it. <laughs> and you know when I'm right. <laughs> Why do Is that you want to end the week? You want to do this on the last comeback rejoins of the week? Good God. Keep going, by all means. Thank, thank you, Scoots. Thank God for Scooter Dingus saving the day, cutting the music there. 
Uh, welcome back in. Final segment. I'm sorry for the <laughs> apparently Bobby's world impression that Trevor's been doing all show. I don't know why. Here on 1450-961, the Big X, we're live at Oxmoor Ford. It is truck month. Stop by and see us. they got 0% financing on new F-150s and the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles in Kentucky, Anna, right here at Oxmoor Ford. Uh, we're here till 6, but you know, stop by afterwards. Get a truck. Get a nice car. Yeah, Have a fantastic back. time. Why not? Why come back. What else do you have going on? Seriously, what are, really, what else are you doing? If you're on Trevor Road right now, and you're at the light, just turn turn right, turn left. It's a gloomy day. Brighten right it up, now. Brighten it up with a new car. You got time to kill before your, your, your top golf. These tornadoes are happening everywhere, by the way. Yeah, I this? saw, like, warnings, like, uh, severe weather warnings coming this way tonight. So. Yeah, it's nuts. You might want to make sure that phone is charged, because just in case that power goes out. God, if I lose power for the Final Four, it's going to be... I mean, you can watch it on your phone, right? I guess I have to, but I've I got to write stories. I don't know how I'm going to do that without internet. That's right. Well, yeah. Like last year, we all started. I had to go to my parents for like two days. I mean, you could use a hotspot, but that's going to kill your battery on your phone exactly. so quickly. You're, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to be. It's going to be weird. That'd It'd be, be tough. two hours. But now, that, that, like, I guess you would watch it. Would you watch it on the March Mad? The, the app that they offered, you had to pay for that, right? I've never used it. I've never used it either. I just, it feels like it'd be weird for them not to charge you for it. I, I don't know. Because I've been. Know. I usually watch my TV and the occasional game on TVNT or TBS. I have their apps on my phone. So I, I'll, I'll watch, sometimes I'd watch it on one of those, but yeah, the actual March Madness app. I'm just curious. Anybody's ever downloaded? Is it completely 100 percent free with all footage? Because that seems hard let, to believe. Let Trevor know. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We got about 20 minutes here to get your uh, <laughs> three games left <laughs> to get your text in, your thoughts, your comments, your concerns for today's show. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Uh, we have the women's final four tonight, kicking off in uh, Dallas. Yeah. Two games. LSU, Virginia Tech at 7 o'clock, and then Iowa, South Carolina. The headliner, I guess, at 9 o'clock, both games on ESPN. I, I know, you know we're going to have Bats baseball tonight. You're going to have to work that a little bit. All but right. Bats have been rained out. Their season opener has now been pushed tomorrow. They'll have a doubleheader uh, at 6.05. Starting at 6.05, 5.35, the coverage will be here at 14.50, the Big X. But no Bats. So will you, are you going to watch any of the, the women's games tonight, or do you have uh, other plans? I'll probably Big follow date? it. No, no, not yet. Not unless uh, somebody wants to step up. Make it play. Yeah, I don't know. I still got another 30 minutes or so in here. You never know what could pick up. Yeah. Might get, you might get a car and, 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 a, and a handsome hus- hu- hubby as get well. Get yourself a car and Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> a truck and a TK. <laughs> Trevor comes in the back seat. <laughs> Pop up on the way up. Hey, can we stop and talk about? <laughs> uh, I, I, so I probably will follow the game. Even if, at worst, it'll be it'll be white noise in the background. Maybe I'm doing something else. But I, uh, I mean, especially if Iowa can, can hang with South Carolina, and that's be a close game, which I would love. I mean, we thought we almost kind of got that with Maryland for a little bit, and I did watch the first half of that game, and South Carolina pulled away. They kind of did to Maryland what they did to us last year. They teased us, let us keep it kind of close, and they kept us at like 15 points and then never did anything after that. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I will do that. And I'm rooting for uh, Virginia Tech because I don't want to see Kim Mulkey do anything. Our rooting interests are, are the same there. I want to see yeah. if South Carolina can get pushed. The Caitlin Clark show is fun to watch. And also, I just want Kim Mulkey to lose. Cause I, I don't dislike Don Staley. I actually like Don Staley. I'm getting a little, I can do without getting her shoved down my throat. You don't like the commercial. coverage, yeah. I mean, because I don't want to be oversaturated with it. But I, and, and she's a Philly girl. So I, I kind of like that as well. She's kind of blue-collar Philly. Now, we saw how good Iowa can be when they're firing on all cylinders last weekend. They're playing South Carolina. What do you think the spread is for this game? Oh, South Carolina's probably like 16, 14. 11. 11. Still double, double figures. So that's that's got to be the smallest spread of the tournament for them, right? 
I would venture to guess. Yeah, Maryland uh, was a two seed. They were a 14 and point it was favorite. Like, yeah, it was yeah. Like, yeah, it was right there. LSU was a one and a half point favorite despite being a three seed against first seed of Virginia Tech. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm rooting for the Hokies. I'm not saying go ACC, but anti. It's more bleep Kim Mulkey than anything else. Oh yeah, it's, all, it's all bleep Kim Mulkey. Yeah, to this day, I still don't know how she didn't get teed up for her pathetic attempt to take off her jacket on a charge call. We also had – we didn't mention this. There was a, I guess, technically a, a piece of roster. This is not a scholarship player, but late last night, uh, Ashton Miles DeVore, uh, walk-on, son of Ellis Miles, yep, yep. Uh, announced that he's entered the transfer portal. So he will not be back. We know we're getting Aiden McCool back. He's hanging out with Mike James, going to game watch parties. Uh, but Ashton Miles DeVore not coming back for next season. <laughs> he's out. He's done. <laughs> he entered the principal portal as a walk-on. You can. Okay. Our, our guys did it last year. We had the same question. I mean, if that's the case, can I enter the transfer portal? No, you're not a player. <laughs> like Brad Colbert entered the transfer portal and went to Xavier. Barely was he was barely a player. <laughs> we had the same conversation last year when they did it. Like everybody can enter the transfer portal except me. Basically, it's just like putting yourself out there. Like if you want, like if you're a walk-on and you like leave, if if no, if there was no portal, like you'd have. You have to like call people and be like, "Hey, now they can at least reach out and be like, you know, would you want to I guess. join our team?" I mean, you're a walk-on. I mean, if you left and went to another school, would anybody notice? Yeah, I mean, we just talked. We're talking about it on the radio. I guess, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, I guess verbal commits broke the news and put it out there, and he's out. But he's he's gone. I mean, I don't know. If, do you read anything into that? Like, are you take, legacy? Are you, I was gonna say, are you are you, are you wanting to like poke the bear or pull across or uh, back the onion peel and? See, there's something with Ellis and the connection right there. Yeah, it's maybe. just kind of yeah. strange that a kid. Ellis does have his fingertips on like AAU and stuff. I know he's coaching he's a, at Burn Creek. He's the head coach at Fern Creek now. Yeah, and he's. I know he's had some AAU connections. Maybe not to Purvis Ellison level, but he's had. I know some the Louisville Magic in that what they were called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they were decent. Yeah, like because Miles DeVore has been here for three seasons. He wow, was the, he really. Yeah, he was the only walk on that they I think kept from the the prior regime, and now he's still got a year of eligibility left, and he's. He's just—he's not staying. He's gone. I mean, I assume he wants, if he wants to play, I guess he'll go to like what? Like, could he go to Bellarmine? I mean, I don't, I don't think he wants to play. Like, I don't—I don't think it's that. I mean, he's a walk-on. He hadn't played much at all the last three years. I'm assuming he just—I don't know—just maybe didn't. But does he have a degree already? I guess I would think maybe I mean, close to probably. Been in three seasons. I know. Uh, I did talk to. I think Brad Colbert um, reached out. He had enjoyed his time at Xavier. I know he wanted to stay around, and I guess technically they didn't. They didn't want him to stay. So well, they moved now. Hersey moved from scholarship to walk on. He's a walk on. So that didn't mean we needed to maybe have a walk on space available. So maybe well, Hersey, I think technically was a walk on this past year too. Was he okay? Never mind. Yeah, I they, forget. They, well, they they never made it clear. I know, and they, they never they, had they, any they, idea. They, they, they would bounce like back and forth. But he'll yeah. definitely be a walk on next season. But so you'll have him. You'll have Aiden McCool, and I guess we have spots for a couple more walk ons. I mean, we asked we asked his dad if he was a walk on. He's like, I don't know. I didn't send him any money though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he got a check for me. So he's like, not sure. If he's if he's, a, he's scholarship walk on either way. Let me so, know. Yeah. Zan has graduated. Zan Zan is is done. So he's not gonna. He, can he? Does he not have eligibility left? I don't think he has any more eligibility left. I think what if he ended the transfer portal? <laughs> be probably a bad sign. That'd be the first time ever a son transferred away from his dad. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's gotta be. <laughs> Texture says Ellis' son is going to go to St. John's to walk on. Well, that would kind of make sense. I could see that. That'd be smart, too. Although, I mean, he could have gone to Iona. Maybe his intentions were originally to go to Iona, but now, you know. Maybe. I mean, again, if Patino can get daddy in shape, then he can – who knows what he can do for junior. 
Texas, I'm joining the show late. Is Trevor doing a Buffalo Bill impersonation for some reason? <laughs> no. He's attempting to do Bobby from Bobby's World. It just sounds like a <laughs> molester. I don't know put how the, this stuff. Don't the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the whole thing. <laughs> it sounds more like Buffalo Bill than Bobby. I'm just like Buffalo Bill. It does. Uh, He's a bad guy. I'm friendly. Want a hug? <laughs> I'm begging you to stop. <laughs> you know, I come over and we'll watch the shrinking. <laughs> you done? No, you're Oh, your system? Moving on? <laughs> oh, you're going to get this all summer. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, to answer your question, games on TBS are free on the app. You have to sign in with your uh, TV provider to see the games that are on CBS. Uh, I do know that. Yeah, I, I am signed in with my TV provider on TBS and TNT. So, but I was wondering about the March Madness app. Is that what he's just saying? Did he, I, I thought he was referring I think to that's that. the same thing, yeah. Okay, so if I s- download the March Madness app, I can just use my TV provider to see all the games. Yeah, I think you should be. Okay, well, I should have done that at some point, and that's not a bad, actually, idea. I just hear that Trevor comes in the backseat. Yeah, he, he's. if you buy a car, you might get it. The Trevor with you. I won't phrase that way again, but he'll be in the backseat. Yeah, front seat, backseat, trunk. Scoots is not texting the show as he produces it. Well, Scoots, speak up, Since I'm probably the most annoyed I've ever been with TK, and I sense the same with you, Mike. I don't like it. It's not. It's, it, it was funny for a while. I'm not. I don't enjoy it. It's creepy. Speak up, Scoots. I, I didn't want to interrupt. Y'all were having good conversation there. <laughs> Where? When? The whole <laughs> show. You know, world-winning radio here. I don't understand why you hate us, Suits. No, he just hates your I'm, Bobby. I'm just, yeah, a, I'm just annoyed. You've, it's overextend, you've overextended your welcome with the Bobby. No, voice. I wasn't talking about you and the us. I was talking about me and Bobby. I hate Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate Bobby. <laughs> Bobby loves you. Stop. <laughs> Gertrude, want to go play some golf in the country music? I'm about to leave. I'm about to lose you the last 10 minutes of the show by yourself. I'm going to do it in this voice. You do fine, it. That's fine with me. If, he, the if, if you do that, the whole show's done because I ain't sticking around for that. I'm just going to sit here by myself for 10 minutes talking to myself. Texture says, oh, stop. The guy who keeps doing the Photoshop says, Dapper David Grissom says he wants to party. He's now Photoshopped in this picture of you, Satterfield, uh, Borat, Bobby Petrino, and David Grissom on the beach. I thought that was Larry Brown for a second. No, that's. <laughs> This is how you spend a Friday. Well done, <laughs> Photoshopper. Texter. Texas, can we get TK as Bobby and Mike as Mickey Mouse for a whole show? As I requested it. Look at that. No. Oh. Stop doing the Bobby voice right now. Got to people what they want. Come on. I don't even know what it's. The, what it, the country wants us, Mike. Come on, Mickey. He, he sounds like a gremlin, not Bobby. It's, it, I don't know did what gremlins, it sounds like. Gremlins didn't, did gremlins talk? I don't remember. The, did they talk? No, that, it, it, you don't sound like you're talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said kind of like Beeper from Mother Beep, That's what he sounded like right there. Yeah, too. Beaker. He did sound like Beaker. <laughs> that is kind of, I, I was trying to put my finger on what it is that you actually sound like. I think that's probably the answer. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not spotting up to be Beaker. <laughs> Please stop. I got a high school education. I saw that interview. You know, it's this is Jim Nance's final, last final four. 
I know it's sad. And it's coming in Houston. It's kind of his hometown. He played golf at the University of Houston. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, is he going to cry? Like he, he called the Houston game and they lost. I was like, is he going to cry? He's he from Houston? <laughs> but he's, he's back home. He's doing his whole thing. They interviewed him on the – like during media day today, I saw like just like this kind of impromptu interview, like this NCAA reporter just with a camera or whatever. You would have thought he was here to accept like the lifetime – <laughs> Achievement award from like yeah. the Nobel people. Like you would have, th- you would have thought he he single handedly saw like saved the Nobel Prize for announcing games. Like, like he created world peace. He solved the Ukraine Russia conflict. Like he's he's done it's still it. going on. It's still going on. It's still big. It's still it's still a big deal. People are still dying. He but you would have thought that he put an end to world like, war. Like just like this man. He's like well, it's been a. It's been quite the road. You're trying to make me cry already. I'm like Jim, get it together, bud. <laughs> Now, what would, when was his first Final Four? It's been a long time. I think he's done like 40 years. Or I was going to say, it's been at least 30. I'm thinking he was early 90s. At the very least, yeah. Yeah, I want to I wanna say I remember him doing the early 90s, but I could be wrong. Uh, 32 years. This will so be his 33rd. Ni- so 92 ish, roughly? Yeah, right around then. Okay, yeah. He, I mean, and, and also, like, you know, he's still doing, like, the Masters. He's still doing CBS stuff. He's just not doing the Final Four. Everybody drops one thing off his resume. I saw there was a, a YouTube. Somebody did the heavy lifting for me. I really wanted somebody to put together all of his just corny-ass calls from over the years. And somebody made the video where it's like, you know, a milestone victory and all this stuff. Like, you know, it's just when you think you can't, you can. And UConn has won the national title. I'm like, oh, that's the good stuff. That right there, that's the good stuff. I just picture him with like in a room before the game with a bunch of riders, like in a Family Guy atmosphere. Like they're all, all right, how about we do this, guys? And like they're putting all like these sayings up on these, these picking through. We them. used to we made our run to the Final Four in '05. Like we had this big thing where we debated like what the call would be if we won it, and it was like I don't even remember what we came down to. We were using a lot of playoff of players' names, where it was like the Cisco Kid cuts down the nets, like just stuff like that. Uh man, I think he'd have to go something with a Tino. Though. I remember Danny was like living on a Perrin. Johnson and the Cardinals are our national champions. I got to see y'all didn't stop drinking on the trip. <laughs> oh, this was like it was like middle of the day. I think on AIM. Yeah. <laughs> what would a little good little? I would. You had to you had to incorporate something. Maybe St. Louis and when we and finally got when he finally did it. It was like not a good one at all. Like when, I don't in remember. 2013, it was like Louisville completes the emotional journey to the national championship. Let's be honest, the whole thing was ruined by Patino getting scared by the bullets. It did. It did kind of ruin. It the, kind of ruined the whole moment a little bit. I mean, when I was there, like I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I didn't to notice the, the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it kind of killed the moment a little bit. Like I, you know, I spent my whole <laughs> life wondering what Nance would say, and he just he mailed it in. It was a bad one. Like, and he hasn't. He also hasn't done the super corny lines in recent years. Like usually, it's just it's, it's got to like be a that. corny pun. I mean, I like the UConn, like you can, you know. I want him to make it all about himself, where it's like the last dance with Nance ends with a Miami national title. Let me just end it with like, and that concludes it here in Houston, where I once played golf. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, friends. Goodbye, friends. What are the odds that he says goodbye, friends, on the last call? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, got to be something. It's got to be right there. But yeah. the thing is, like, he says he says hello, friends, when he brings back the Masters every single day. Like it's not like it's not like he's retiring that. Well, he's saying goodbye. Buy the one and hello to another. Well, he's been saying hello for like forty years. Maybe he doesn't like like, like he just like doesn't Spanish. Like adios, amigos. What if he just goes out? He's like <laughs> f bombs blazing. Is it in a Bobby voice? I bleep and hated <laughs> these mother bleepers for the last <laughs> Brock Meyer style. You you haven't watched the Brock. I haven't Meyer. watched Brock. Meyer. You would like season one of Brock Meyer. You should watch it. So you say it, it sounds like it's something I would like. It, it spins off after season two, but season one with just the Joe Buck alone in season one is worth it. Uh, but, yeah, how he, he loses it during the Kansas City Royals game. <laughs> that ball is deep, deep like my wife's. <laughs> okay. 
like that you censored yourself after saying that. I don't think I have to, do I? Yeah, I think that was. A, a I mean, it's a clinical term. A little bit much. Mm-hmm. A little bit much. <laughs> did you read? Um, the other thing that I wanted. But did you read Mike DeCourcy's column about the the 2013 10-year anniversary and banner? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good. He talked to most of the big-time players. He had quotes from Luke in there. Quotes from Tim Henderson. Talked to Mike Mara. Uh, talked to uh, uh, Russ Smith. Like okay. he had, it, it was a good story. Like he he covered it from all angles. Where he covered it from. You know the actual run. He covered it from you know, the players reacting to not having it, you know, having it become such a talking point. I think Luke had a really good quote where he's like, "It, it, it doesn't bother me like that much, like because I know it happened." But at the same time, like I hate that people will always refer to me like they always refer to me in terms of, you know, they can never take what you did. Like you know, it's always like, like you know, he's like, I just, it's, it's just annoying that you have to deal with that, which yeah. I totally understand because I, like, I, you know, we all watch the game. We all know that it happened. We all. You know, I, we were there, but it's still just as annoying to have, like, whenever you see a tweet where it's like, Louisville, like, you know, 2013, and, like, somebody, some a-hole in the comments is going to be like, they actually only have two titles. It's, well, it's also got to be annoying just for, like, for Luke or anybody else on the team. Like, you just said, like, every time you meet somebody, they're going to be like, oh, man, you all should, they should, I, that, that faking thing's stupid. I mean, that's sorry. Right. But, yeah. Like, apologizing to you or maybe, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be, like, embedded in the beginning of every conversation you meet with every new person and, yeah, that's got to get old and annoying at some point. It is, and I thought the course he did a good job of like kind of. I mean, he he inserts his own opinion into it a little bit at the end, where he he basically just says like, you know, the banner's not where it should be. Like Kenny Klein, he has a quote from Kenny Klein saying, "I know where the real banner is," and he's like, "Wherever that is, it's not where it ought to be." And yeah, you know, the players all say the same thing, where it's like, we're not even mad at the guys who are part of those parties. He's like. He's like we gain no competitive advantage from that. Like, the, the, you know, there's no. It's just. It's weird that this is getting taken away as if we were cheating to get all these players, and that's the only reason why we're there. When the reality is, like, what was happening there had no effect on our basketball or who was on the roster or anything like that. Um, it's it's a good story. I thought Mike handled it real well, and he was in town last weekend, I guess, for the the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight game. So he was able to do some double duty. Had a good story for the 10-year anniversary. It was nice. It was good. This was good. I don't mind the course. He's a nice guy. I've met him a few times. Sportingnews.com. Highly recommend checking it out. Um, if you have quick thoughts, here we got about five minutes. We'll do some final four predictions in just a second. But five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. People hate the Bobby boys. <laughs> they really don't like the Bobby. I'm boys. gonna go back and check. I don't trust you. I see some that they probably love it. I don't think I've seen any that that really like it. I love it. <laughs> it grows on you. Do you have big weekend like plans outside of watching the final four? You get. Uh, no, I mean, I maybe check out a movie or something. I might find, I, I maybe look to see if there's any movies out there I haven't seen. But, yeah, honestly, no, there's really I – mean, is there anything else going on in sports other than the Final Four, really? Not really. I mean, well, you know what? Baseball. I, I, I sh- there's probably somebody out there that's listening right now that's going, man, this is WrestleMania weekend. Oh, that's right. But I you're, guess, you're not a big WWE guy I, anymore. Yeah, I mean, I follow it. I will probably um, – so, yeah, I'll probably – honestly, I'll probably watch a little bit. I think Stand and Deliver, which is NXT's version – I think it starts at like four tomorrow. It's like a weird time. I wouldn't mind watching the Braun Breaker and um, the title match. Uh, Braun Breaker, by the way, the son of Rick Steiner. Brian Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Oh, gotcha. Stupid name, horrible name. It's a bad name. But his son, he's the son of Rick Steiner. Okay. He actually played fullback at Michigan for three years. Big pop and pump. Yeah, his uh, real name is Stein, uh, Steinbacker or whatever. Steinerbacker was what their real name was. But they decided they had to be – they call him Braun Breaker. Yeah, he uses a finisher called the Steiner line. 
He wears he does the woofing like Dad, like Rick did the grim, the dog face gremlin. He wears the singlet. I mean, he just everything except his name. That's weird. God love Vince McMahon. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be on. So I'll, be, I'll probably watch that a little bit too. WrestleMania. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Okay, it should be some decent matches. Uh, that's something I'll put on probably my phone or my computer. And stream it while I've got the game on the TV. Somebody just texted in to get there. Just said, love the volume voice. Thank you. Just wanted you to know before we sign it off. Uh, quick, real quick, we'll do our quick Final Four predictions. Uh, tonight, we've, I think we both think South Carolina is going to win. Do you think LSU, Virginia Tech, who, who are you picking to win? Uh, which game again? The uh, Virginia Tech versus LSU. Oh, uh, The first women's Final Four game. I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I'm rooting for them. I'm going to take them. I I'll think Virginia Tech's been they've been impressive this tournament, too, as well, for what I understand. I'm rooting for VT. I'm taking LSU. I think it's going to be an all-SEC final uh, national title game, which I hate, which sucks. But uh, tomorrow, 6-0-9 CBS. we're not even picking Iowa. Well, I think we know. So we're going to pick something. Yeah, we're going to pick Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, 9-seed versus a 5-seed. SDSU is a 2.5-point favorite. Trevor, who do you like here? This game against this tournament, because, I mean, no matter who's – is. I'm going to go with Florida Atlantic. I just feel like I'm going to take the team whose offense is better and has a better chance of making stops where San Diego State is more defensive team lucky to get some offensive plays. So I'm going to go San Diego State. I'm going to go Florida Atlantic. Wins, conference, you say, will play for another championship. I think this is going to be the game where, like, and I hope I'm wrong, but like, I think it's going to be all the – basketball fans that are just more basketball fans, not college basketball diehards, are like, this is why you don't want these teams. Like, historically, the shooting at NRG Stadium has been bad when they've had Final Fours here. Yeah, And they had the awful 2011 where Butler shot like 16%. Oh, that was in there too? Yeah. this is it's a bad time to have this Final Four in I the know, same spot. It, it, there are a lot of time, And I feel like I'm going with defense here. FAU is offense over defense. San Diego yeah. State is a defensive-minded team. They've been – incredible uh, during this run. I think they've held their four opponents to like 17.6% three-point shooting. Yeah, they're good. And FAU's been kind of streaky. Like they, as, as good as they are when they're when they're going offensively, if they had had a tougher draw, they wouldn't be here right now. There's no question about well, it. Well, you don't think they'd beat Purdue? Probably not. I mean, that's that's really the only hiccup they've had along the way, right? I mean, well, if they've been in a different region. The East sucks. Yeah, because they played the four seed in, in the Sweet 16. They played uh, they played a 16 and then a, a three. Yeah. In, in the Elite Eight. They played Kansas State to, to make it. Yeah, so they played a 3-4, I mean, in a, in a 9, or an 8, and then a 16. But the 4 was Tennessee, who we all agreed to. I know, And the 3 know, was Kansas State, who I, I was not big on. But, I mean. Like, I don't think they played good teams. And they, you know, they had stretches where they just did not look good on offense. I think well, the they, other question is also, that, will, there, will, will there the fact that they could give two bleeps about turning the ball over come back to haunt them? Yeah, and they've been. And they had 20 in 22 Kansas State. Yeah, against I mean, Kansas State. Ridiculous. Like, and t- if you if Kansas State can force 22 out of you, SDSU can force you know, 25-30. Like, I'm, I'm picking San Diego State to win. I'd love – I'm rooting for the Owls. They're my squad. Yeah. I love Dusty May, but I, I take San Diego uh, Yeah, you've kind of – you've changed my mind. I think I'm going to go San Diego State. Like, you mentioning the, the 2011 shooting game and Butler VCU and, and also, I think you've changed my mind. There you go. Well, you've already bet it, so it's, you're screwed. Oh, well, you know. Uh, Miami-UConn is the headliner game, 849 on CBS. Connecticut, a five-point favorite right now. Trevor, who you got? UConn. I think I, I I thought the issue was going to drop of Miami against Texas. They didn't because Texas actually chokes more. 
Uh, but this is UConn. I think it's going to be UConn winning this game. I think UConn wins this game by like 10 or 11 points. I don't think this game is actually pretty. I think it's going to get ugly. If Miami wins, it's going to have to be because they run away. It's going to have to be a game played like the high 80s, and I don't see them doing yeah. that to UConn. They've been so good defensively in this tournament. Uh, unless Jordan Hawkins is just deathly ill, they're saying it's a stomach issue. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be close to 100% tomorrow night. Even with that Jordan Hawkins, wouldn't you still pick UConn probably? I don't know. I, I don't know if be I would. closer, I agree. He's been their most consistent outside shooter. Yes. Um, and they're – they're a little bit more. He spaces the floor better than anybody else that they have. Um, I think I might pick Miami if he's out, but I would take UConn, assuming he's like 80, 90%. Uh, I'm going to say UConn wins. I think he's going to be closer than, than you do, though. I think it'll be. I think Miami will keep it interesting. This is a tough one for you because this is your last year's darling versus your darling this year. I love this Miami team. This was the, the, the Miami's team you loved last year. You I know, loved them all offseason, too. You, you, and, you and Billis were all over UConn this year. And then you're not going to be here Monday. So do you want to pick a national t- champion? Uh, UConn. I think it's UConn. Too. UConn. Yeah. I just now let's just say for bleeps and giggles, Miami beats UConn, and then it's Miami versus San Diego State. Uh, I might take San Diego State. I think I'm taking the winner of UConn Miami. You're probably right, but yeah, I mean, I, first five seed national champion if that happens. Or we'll have the second ever four seed, or the highest seed ever in a nine. You're damn right. There's something going to happen this weekend. Enjoy the hoops. Everyone have a fantastic time. Big thanks to the, the folks out here at Oxmoor Ford for having us. And we will talk to you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. Happy weekend to you.